Mr. President, be quiet. John, calm down. Listen to the woman, John. Calm down, just calm down. Calm down, just calm down. Calm hey, Acty, stop the play, Acty, ho, Acty. Hey, ho! Hey, welcome to the Boy Howdy Podcast. Hey, everybody, it's the Boy Howdy Podcast. I'm Annie. Uh, this is Bill. This is the podcast for April, May, what, June, July, what August. It? It's May 24th, 2013. Is, is Friday May 24th? Yeah, no, it was going to be 24th. I was paying attention because oh. the rest of development comes out on Sunday, That's May right. 26th. Hey, Bill, did you vote? We were supposed to vote. Did, in all honesty, did you vote? I got to. In all, Bill, in all honesty, did I got, you vote? I, oh, is that what came in the mail this week? Bill, did you vote? You did? Are you fucking What with were me? the other two things that wasn't fluoride stuff? <laughs> well, there were a bunch of school elections. So no, no, there was all, yeah, here, here in Portland, in, in Portland Oregon, we had, it was, we had a voting thing Yeah, it was, week, yeah. Uh, it was a ballot week. Uh, so we had so a bunch of school elections. We The big thing, and y'all may have heard the news, is that Portland, Oregon is one of the largest cities in the United States to not have fluoride in the water. We've, all, again, become a national joke. Yeah. You know? So, anyway, it was fluoride. It was um, uh, child hunger. Like child, I can't remember what the other two things. Child protective Yeah, there were three referendums up quite. on the ballot. Yeah. And then another one was... I can't uh, believe... Nature. It wasn't quite a landslide, vicious. but it was 60 to 40 oh, people Bill, flipping that's out a landslide. about fluoride. Yeah. That is a landslide yeah, in election. The West Wing. Sixty. Yeah. So Bill, the it, it, fluoride was very contentious here in Portland. Lots of angry oh, God, people. people. Yeah. Lots of uh, money spent on bullshit ad campaigns for a lot against. of hippies just wound up about a lot of anything being added to the water. Despite so, that, Oregon, I think, is the fifth worst state for tooth decay. Oh, it's terrible. And half half the population is in Portland, Oregon. In uh, in in Oregon is in Portland. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. But no, my. Yeah, I love how people like. So I'm assuming you voted for fluoride. I did. Fluoride tastes delicious. Dear God. Well, sometimes like there's not enough research to prove that fluoride isn't killing us. I'm like, oh, you mean like the last sixty years that cities have Uh, fluoride? Well, especially some cities, they put enough fluoride in there, it just comes out looking like the. uh, uh, What's the toothpaste with three different colors that comes out? It just looks like that. Colgate. Aquafresh. Aquafresh. I don't know my toothpaste. It comes out looking like clown blood or something. (laughs) I like how a lot of the hippies were pointing to this one particular study done by like Harvard or someone reputable sounding, where it was like fluoride in the water kills you, but it was only they did they researched this thing that had like three thousand percent more fluoride than they're gonna put in the water supply than they would ever put in the water supply. I mean, you put chlorine in a pool. You put enough chlorine in a pool, it'll melt your skin off. You put enough anything in anything. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Off. I mean, you put enough shit like oh, salt. Portland. Salt. So, if you put salt in food, if you put enough salt in something, you're going to... Oh, the punchline, of course, is not that it... This, Here's that fluoride, Bill drinking a soda while we're talking about fluoride in the water. <laughs> that fluoride in the water lost 60 to 40. It's that only... Even though it's a hugely contentious issue, and there was a lot of money spent on it, and a lot of blood spilled in the streets, only 35% of Portlanders voted. Who gives a shit? Like, we unless, have a mail-in unless, ballot. Unless you were interested in the fluoride thing out of, out of because it was a joke. Like, not a lot of people gave a shit. Like, no, no, I didn't hear any... I've been watching TV and stuff. There have been no advertisements for any of the local... Oh, I've seen ads, and I never watch... Oh, that's right. Oh, for the school boards? Are you kidding? Are you making a joke? No. It's the school board, Bill. 
And it's, you know, ads on iTunes. Did you see, did you look at the breakdown and see how many people voted on the school board stuff as opposed to voted on fluoride? Oh, it was all just like, uh, really? There was one person who won. Granted, they were the only person running for their board. I saw how many write-in votes there were. I saw some of the people, like, at least like a third of the votes that were cast for any specific election were all just write-in votes. Can you imagine, Bart Simpson, yeah, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can you imagine running for public office and even running unopposed only getting 31 votes? Yeah. That's like, probably not everyone he knew voted for him yeah. <laughs> that's so sad uh yeah so portland's, anyway, portland's retarded america uh i can't make fun of anyone because i forgot to vote until it was the morning of and someone on twitter made some sort of comment about how portland was about to come the laughing stock again and because early po- polling predicted a 60 to 40 well, Portland's awesome too because you can vote via mail well yeah see that's my i'm a dumbass yeah. you can vote by which, which makes our mail. low uh voting turnout oh, it's so sad it's so easy to easy vote anything. and then so i had to run home i worked until six i, I had to haul my ass home vote all and for then nine. run to yeah well it no dude nothing. i wanted to be i didn't want the the election to be like nineteen thousand <laughs> against eighteen thousand nine hundred ninety nine four. you know yeah, anyway yeah. That's our that's our democracy chat. A friend of mine vote her her ballot drop off is by her local McDonald's, which I think is just beautiful. By or in? It's it's in the parking lot of her local McDonald's. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, they're probably actually one of the more popular polling stations. That's fine. My, I've got I've, I've got a flaccid microphone. Oh, that's right. We're recording with a new microphone this week. Hopefully, right. this podcast sounds better than last week. Yeah, last week one this of our microphones died. This is not died. an interesting conversation. <laughs> Are you kidding? We're talking about voting for fluoride in our water, and now we're talking about our technicals. Oh yeah, and all two people who listen to us out of the twelve people who do listen to us living in Portland will actually give a shit. Hi, but... mom. Anyway, so Bill, what'd you do this week? Your mom doesn't even live in Portland. She lives she far away. Not. Both of our parents live far away. This is true. It's one of my. We can't even joke about our, our parents being the only ones listening to this podcast. What I do this week? I watched Lincoln. How was Lincoln, Did Bill? you see Lincoln? I heard that Lincoln, like many Steven Spielberg movies of the recent era, ended about 45 minutes too late. That, that whitest kid, you know, sketch totally <laughs> ruined me on the movie. <laughs> Don't break my butt! I mean, they never actually show Lincoln in Ford's theater. But you're just waiting for it. They actually no, yeah, no, it's 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 actually a really pretty movie. It, it's they did this weird thing where they filmed it where it's like the super contrast, like film filter or something like that, where even in broad daylight, unless a character is like flat against like the the sun shining down, like everyone's kind of like an inky black shadows. Hmm. Uh, there's yeah, there's even a scene where a bunch of uh, I think it's like a bunch of Union soldiers are running around in broad daylight on top of a hill, and even then they're kind of silhouetted against the bright blue sky, just in pure jet black. And even in close-ups, people's faces are still even half in shadow in, like, broad noon and stuff. And so, of course, all the dark interior, you know, because it's mostly about legislative bullshit. Uh, well, no, that's the other thing, too, because this movie isn't, I thought it was going to be a whole movie about Lincoln's life. It's not even that. It's all about the the the, the one month where Lincoln suddenly decided to free the slaves. That's it. It all takes place within 30 days. That's my review. Are you against compressed narratives? No! <laughs> It's like here's TV Bill. Here's what drama. I just learned from you about Lincoln. It was black. <laughs> it was black. It took thirty days. They say. Also, what, what what's the racist movie where they talk about how Lincoln set the darkies free? I think that's Holiday Inn. Yeah, right? I kind of thought about that. I, I just I just thought racist thoughts the whole time. <laughs> not like that. Not that I was oh, against man. you know the the, the the black people were setting free. I'm just thinking about how like 
have a horrible... I just... It's... And I was like, weren't Bell and Ted going to show up and rescue him from getting murdered at the Lane Ford's is it, Theater? Is it Lee Pace in that movie? Yeah. Oh, he's the bad guy. Yeah. That's the best. Okay, so Lincoln... Not you don't see him get born. You don't see him inventing Lincoln <laughs> Logs. Die, so why bother? <laughs> I kept on hoping they would cut to a scene where Butcher Bill, yeah, while Lincoln's like making soup, mm-hmm. he suddenly his ears turn red. He's like, "Someone's talking about me." <laughs> and suddenly it cuts to Butcher Bill in a different movie, three different three directors away, screaming out Lincoln about fucking up the country. Uh, no, no. So what happens? Uh, the movie takes place in January of. 1965, and this is right at the tail end of the Civil War, and what's going on is Lincoln is told by his generals, like, oh shit, the war's about to end. If you want to outlaw slavery, you have to do it now, because if you wait until after the war is over and the southern states are folded back into the Union, you're never going to get the votes to outlaw slavery. And so he's like, oh shit, that's a good point. And it's this interesting race where... He's trying. He's pr- actually praying that the war doesn't end mm-hmm. before he can get slavery abolished. Yeah. Why? It suddenly waited until January of this one sp- specific month for him to kind of wake up and go. Yeah, I should get around to freeing those black people. He was kind of busy, Bill. Yeah, he was kind of half of the country still. kind of you know so, left the other. Half I know. Of the country. But still, on January first, he's like, you know what? I think by the end of the month, we should we should, we should we should outlaw that slavery shit. That, that's kind of how the movie starts. And so, actually, a lot of the movie, it's almost like 1776, where Lincoln is actually not in the movie that much, because mm-hmm. he just, he gets, um, who's the pasty fat guy? James Spader. <laughs> he gets James Spader. He gets Soul Star from Bill Deadwood. Says to himself in the mirror every morning. <laughs> who's that pasty guy, fat guy in the mirror? Am I James Spader? The day after watching this movie, I decided to go out and try to abolish slavery. I was so confused. No, but it's, it's, it's Jay Spader, star of Mannequin. Bill, I enjoy your Mannequin taste humor. There's not enough stars of Mannequin in, the, in this Steven Spielberg movie. And it's got Soul Star from Deadwood. It's some other guy. And Lincoln says, go out and get me the votes to, to abolish slavery. <laughs> You're my best audience. I swear to God, this podcast is not for listeners. It's just for you. I had I had dinner with some friends this week. Yeah. And at some point it came up. It was my friend Carla. And Carla was listening. To, <laughs> she was listening to Boy Howie one morning. And her housemate actually came into the room and said, what the fuck is that? to the constitution that's supposed to outlaw slavery has already passed the senate which only needed a it passed like the senate like or like the year before all the shit happened that passed by 50 percent margin now it's got to pass the house of representatives the whole different thing is <laughs> going learned about the government yeah, I know, it's <laughs> but it's gonna be harder because in the house of representatives you got to get a two-thirds majority not just a simple 50 percent majority mm-hmm. which means you got to get even more people to vote says, hey, we got free black people. Yeah. So he sends off, yeah, he sends off Mannequin and Deadwood. <laughs> and half the movie 
was she like it's a mannequin and dead one saying we'll give you free jobs we'll give you candy if you but the big guy in congress who's fighting against um slavery is yeah pie maker lee, <laughs> lee pace, pace yeah. the dude from the hobbit who who rides a a, 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 a chicken monkey or something like that yeah <laughs> moose chicken monkey uh uh legolas's uh anti what is it dwarf racist party dad yeah. that's also like half of the movie is pie maker versus the fugitive <laughs> who from the fugitive the guy with the face orange face <laughs> Not that his the face guy is with the orange. No, no, cuts for all for all men. Who has the dad with the flame and the movie ends? <laughs> Did you ever see No Country for Old no, Men? No, he sounds like a crazy person. Lincoln even more so than Lincoln you. does end better than No Country for Old Men. <laughs> no, it's um, it's um, Taco Face. <laughs> he he was he was housemates with uh with Lou, with Lou Reed, not Lou Reed. Who was pres? Who who tried to become president? Al Green, Al Gore. <laughs> Oh, you know what's sad? <laughs> Phil, from that rambling description, I know you're referring to Tommy Lee Jones. Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> Five minutes later, we got down to the bottom of the case. This is some Scooby-Doo bullshit. It's Tommy Lee Jones versus Lee Pace. Okay, okay. Wait, orange face because his face is the texture yes! of an orange. But then I assumed you meant the Battle color. Galactica. No, that's Oogloopla. Okay. <laughs> Not Fear Dinklage. I feel like... I slipped on a banana and hit my head on the concrete. I'm glad. <laughs> I, we should transcribe this whole conversation and offer it to a newspaper as, as the official review of a DVD review of Lincoln. Oh my god. Okay. So, so, so anyway, yeah, you know, Lee Pace, he's all, well, this is the funny thing because it feels like you're in the mirror, mirror universe of Star Trek uh-huh. because I forgot Lincoln's Republican. He's the good guy. Yes. Democrats, led by Lee Pace. Yes. That smarmy son well, bitch. the big thing is the Republican Party always calls themselves the party of Lincoln. Yeah, I forgot about that. Because yeah. they're all like, the, the movie kind of milks that too. We're like, oh, the Democrats, they're a bunch of regressive assholes. No one loves progressive attitudes like we Republicans. But so anyway, most of the movie is actually just in the House of Representatives of um, No Country for Old Men yelling at, at Pie Maker. <laughs> They actually vote past the shit. Uh, oh, also, uh, Inception shows up as the son of Lincoln. I know that you're talking about um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Jiggles. Yes. Yeah. Because I saw briefly him in the trailer with facial hair long enough to get uh, uh, palpitations about him. Oh, and Forrest Gump is, plays his crazy, uh, his, his, his mom. Do you she mean Tom? Crazy. Okay. Not Tom Gump. <laughs> Not Tom Gump. Forrest Gump. No! Mary Lou Retton. No, what's your face? <laughs> She was on TV. <laughs> Sally Field. Sally Field. I don't know how I knew it was. Is Sally Field in Forrest Gump? Yeah, she plays Forrest Gump's mom. Okay. She dies. Okay. She doesn't die. This. She does Forrest go batshit crazy. Spoilers for Forrest Gump. Everybody. All of Jiggles does in this movie. Wait, is Jiggles Lincoln's son? Yeah. He's oh. the oldest son. He He's a lawyer. But he's you know upset what? because... Joseph Gordon-Levitt is Daniel Day-Lewis. His son is actually really good casting. Yeah, I can see that. And yeah. Daniel Day-Lewis, he's pretty good in the movie. But still, I kept on... The, he has still mannerisms and stuff that still remind me of... Remind me, uh, remind me enough of Butcher Bill. Yeah. It was still kind of weird to kind of see him, like, way he kind of moves his hands and skulks around a little yeah. bit. He seems like old Butcher Bill. And knowing <laughs> that Butcher Bill, at the same moment, yeah. Lincoln's doing all this shit, it's like yep. freaking out on the other side of the country. Um... But yeah, no, so, uh, yeah, so most of the movie is actually, yeah, like I said, it's not even really Lincoln doing stuff. The only time Lincoln shows up in the movie, I mean, he's in the movie about half the time, he just shows up to kind of, like, make, like, tell corny stories and kind of, like, make grandoise speeches at people. Mm -hmm. Like, every time, like, he'll just be like, 
so people will be walking through the door, walking through the hallways, and he'll just be hanging out in the, in the White House. And they'll suddenly just tell a story about someone who found a grape and how that grape was awesome <laughs> and how that, why, that, that that's why black people have to be set free. And then the plot stops just to have him to tell some kind of anecdote. Then it jumps back to Congress where he actually sees shit getting done. So it's kind of a weird movie. And then finally, well, so they finally uh, outlaw slavery at the end. It's a Spoilers. big deal. Spoilers to of Lincoln. <laughs> well, no, it was weird because, uh, well, so, like, at the end, like, literally the last day of January, they actually passed the amendment, and it's a big old celebrations. And they leap forward a couple months to April uh, when, at the very end, it, you actually get to see Lincoln's hanging out with Grant, and he's waiting for Lee to show up to, you know, yeah. at Appomattox Courthouse to, to end the war and stuff. And then the next scene right after that, you see, it's literally like a week later. I forgot Lincoln died only yeah. like a week after the war ended. Yeah. And it jumps forward a week. He's back in the White House. He's getting ready to go. Oh, I gotta go see a play. And, and he's like, he gets up and he's like, he tells everyone very portentously. He's like, oh, I, I, I hate to go, but I just want to stay so much, but I'll see you guys later. But it's all done this way where you, it's kind of yeah. like the double entendre if he's leaving and he's going to go to heaven, even though he doesn't know it, but like. From the filmmaker's point of view, it's like, oh, everything everything he's saying is so extra loaded. And then he walks down the hallway, and like he's bathed in a shaft of light. And this black guy who was his servant is kind of looking up. It's almost like a magical Negro thing because he's all like, oh, Lincoln. And you can tell like the the, this 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 black guy he knows something's up. Like he may never see him again. I think he gets a little tear in his eye. And Lincoln walks away. And you think that's the end of the movie? And suddenly like. They cut to this other thing. They don't show him uh, Lincoln at Ford's Theater, but something else happens. But then it cuts to Lincoln. He actually, after he's been shot, he's in bed bleeding out. And everyone's like, oh, it's a shame. I think you're going to die now. And he dies. But then the camera pans over to a candle. And, and the candle fills up the whole frame. And suddenly Lincoln magically appears in the candle flame, giving a speech. And then the, it's a flashback to his second inauguration where he just kind of gives a speech about, yeah, slavery's dumb. And the movie just ends. <laughs> but it's this corny thing where he like he like he's in his deathbed and the camera moves or he shows up in a candle in his own death next to his own deathbed like a little baby miniature Lincoln. <laughs> hey, it's not like a face. It's me, fire Lincoln. It doesn't face up. No, it's like a, he's like he turns into a, 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 an Adventure Time character. Uh, it's like, not fire like, in it doesn't cut build. from the flame. To it's it's not like dissolved yeah. from the flame. He is to literally Lincoln. in the flame. He's a little flaming Lincoln. <laughs> Spielberg, you're getting tired in your old age. Like you I know said, what? Sometimes you take a nap during production and things happen. It's not like AI where the movie should have ended halfway through. Bill, But there's still an extra ten minutes of like, what? Are those that's the way every episode of the Halo TV series is going to end. <laughs> Master Chief, like after he takes off his helmet after a fight, he takes a shit. Yeah. Kind of looks... Man, oh god. Oh god. So that's my review of Lincoln. <laughs> really good bill i was i didn't literally learn that much other than how well, other than how you, congress works is that is that a, the job of that sort of movie no, 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 i didn't feel like i learned things? anything more about lincoln than a person other than his son was inception and his wife was well i already knew his wife was crazy but now i know she's sally fields crazy <laughs> she's oscar crazy and all i know that's uh, uh, samuel wait what's his name daniel day lewis Yes. He makes a good Lincoln. Yeah. But, like, yeah. I, I would have preferred an actual biography of him rather than just... Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, he doesn't sound like Sam Waterston. So that guy threw me, too. <laughs> threw you for a loop. <laughs> they should have actually just taken, like, all of his scenes from the Civil War documentary and just had Daniel Day-Lewis just, like, sitting in front of camera, just shoulders I can't above, think of Sam Waterston just... without thinking of that SNL sketch about robots. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you <laughs> see? Every there time. are pictures of Sam Waterston when he was like 20 years old in uh-huh. 1960, where yeah. he's like a hot guy running around like doing jogging in New York and stuff. Doing I don't jogging. Why bring this up now? <laughs> Sam Waterston. <laughs> sexuality abruptly just flipped track. Uh, did I just spend 20 minutes talking about Lincoln? <laughs> you did. Oh. Thanks, Bill. So what did I do this week? Um, I did Fat Lot of Nothing. I watched a bunch more Fringe. And a tour of continues to be You're still in season two? I'm on season three now. Uh, do you agree with me that the head the shape of her head is kind of weird? No. She's got a peanut head. No. It's not bad. You are incorrect. She, she has no like forehead. Her like goes from her eyebrows to the back of her head just like in a slope. Wow. In season three she gets bangs. You can't have bangs what? with no forehead. Yeah. Shit be crazy. Does she look better or worse? Um, I do not like her with bangs. She does not, as my wife would say, have bangable bangs. Do you, when you watch the TV, do you just put your hand over the TV where her bangs are? Well, according to you, Bill, I'd only have to put, like, my pinky. (laughs) She has a little forehead. It won't take much. Um, But no, the other thing I did this week is I played some, I played some video games. Not much. Um, So, friends of the podcast, um, Emily Carroll and Kate Craig, many visits ago, had spoken highly of a video game development company called Tale of Tales. They do arty games, for the most part. And I heard, had known of Tale of Tales, but I'd never actually played any of their games. And a while ago, there was a Steam sale on a package of three of their games, including one that Emily and Kate particularly spoke highly of, this game called The Path. That's a horror game retelling of... Um, is it a PC game? Code. Well, this, this Steam sale was for the Mac version, too. Oh, okay, yeah. And I was like, hey, Well, I know boom. you have a computer that's Done. capable of dual, dual booting Well, them. I still haven't... I still have not paid the money oh, okay, to dual yeah. boot. So... <laughs> I get this package, and it turns out that something was wrong, and the Mac versions actually didn't work. And so I was like, fuck all of you guys. You got a package? It was a Steam sale. There was a package of three games. Oh, you mean you got like, you unlocked the keys and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. I'm just picturing getting like, a real-life package in the no, mail. I'm sorry. It was sorry, a Steam sorry, sorry, sale, sorry. Yeah. which is why I said it was a Steam sale. So thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs> and now that's no longer about Lincoln. I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> How to describe? You can't talk. I'm in just sitting here quietly trying to patronize you. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The title of movies are in the path. So there are three games: the path, which is the game I actually wanted to play because it was a game they spoke of so yeah. highly. Um, this other game, I can't even remember the title of it. It's a Bible story poem written by Oscar Wilde. Can't remember. Anyway, that cool. and the third one is called The Graveyard. And I forget about it because I bought it and they wouldn't work. And I was like, whatever. And I forgot about it. Until recently, I was just poking at my Steam library. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this stuff works. And the first one I tried was the third game called The Graveyard. The Graveyard costs $5 full price. Oh, no. (laughs) In the graveyard, the camera... So, fade from black. You are in a graveyard. Spoilers. It's all, you know, it's all grayscale. It's a nicely rendered graveyard. You hear birds singing, distant this is a dog 3D barking. Poly- polygonal yeah. game? Oh, yeah, it's okay, all pretty. Yeah. And you control an old woman. An old, feeble woman, stooped back. I think back. I did mention... Okay, yeah, okay. Have I yeah, talked yeah, about this yeah. on the podcast? You it, no, not on the podcast, okay. but you mentioned it to me privately. So, yeah. Well, because this game, this game is fascinating because it is... I'll, I'll tell you about it and then I'll go to my conclusions on it. So, you, you are this feeble old woman and, you know, you push forward to walk, you know. And she moves so slowly and like, <laughs> agonizingly slow. And because of gaming, you're used to running around everywhere. It's even worse. And if you press, like, f- press forward as far as they'll go, like, try and push her, she'll, like, hobble, hop a little bit, but still agonizingly slow. Even though it's fully 3D and the camera's tracking behind you, you can- and there are paths, you can't really, the camera doesn't follow you. Yeah. So it's just this fixed so you, camera so that pushes So you can just walk forward. off camera? Well, yeah. 
and get lost, which I did a couple of times, just to see what the fuck would happen. So the game really is just trying to move you forward. And at the end of this path, in the middle of this graveyard, is a church. And in front of the church is a white bench. The game could not be more clearly you need to go to this bench. So you feebly walk towards the bench. Birds are singing. The sun is shining. And you get to the bench, you have to turn around, and the character will automatically sit. And just kind of sit and think and stare at the graveyard. And as you sit, you can stand up again. But if you sit there for a moment, all of a sudden the song will start playing. A French song. It's all about, oh, be careful when you walk. You'll walk on my niece who died at the age of three of polio. Oh, there's Aunt Maru. She died because the blue milk went bad. And like, when I die, I will have a china urn. And I will have stone This is flowers. while you're an old lady character. You're an old lady sitting Avatar on a bench. is just sitting on a bench not doing anything. This French song is singing. Okay. And it's French, so it's, but it's got subtitles to let you know. And as the song goes on, at any point you can stand up. But if you stand up, the song ends. And so you sit there and you listen to the song and as the song goes on, it's a full song, it's three minutes long. At some point during the song, all of a sudden the woman's head just kind of bobs forward and she drops her cane. And so you're sitting there and you're listening to the song. <laughs> and then you the song ends and the birds start singing, the dogs barking and all that, and you try to move and you can't because you're dead. <laughs> you die. <laughs> What comes like, yeah. That was great. So that's literally all you can do in this game. You can move toward. Can you, you can choose not to sit on the bench? You can. You can. If before you die, you can stand up. But the only action you can do is walk and sit on the bench. Those are the only two There's actions. There's not you can even do like an open grave you could throw yourself into. <laughs> no. Or anything like that. Though you can, out of curiosity, can't go into the church. No. 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 Huh. All you can do is sit on the bench and die. So out of curiosity, I fire up the game and. Um, I should say, I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> so the first time I played through and I'm walking towards this bench. Yeah. Because um, I, 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 I'm standing by the bench and I'm trying to press A to sit or something. Is this shit? And it doesn't do anything. I'm like, how the fuck do I sit? Clearly yeah. the game is trying to tell me to sit. So I have to actually hit escape to hop out and it says instructions. And the instructions are, walk through the cemetery. When you get to the bench, turn to sit on. I'm like, okay, I turn around. And then it says, um, after a while, you may leave the cemetery. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, out of curiosity, yeah. I fire up the game again, and I go, okay. So, I fire up the game. There she is, standing at the gate of the cemetery. I turn around and exit. And if you do that, it just takes you back to the main menu. <laughs> so, this is a game with three options. You can find death. Walk. Just find out if you're showing up. Sit. Oh, God. I guess four actions. Did you Walk, play... sit, die, or leave. Did you play Journey? Well, let me finish. So, what I think is hilarious about this is I think this is simultaneously... Uh, uh, it, successful what it's trying to do clearly it's trying to talk about our expectations of what games are the sense of power whereas normally games give us a sense of power here's a game that gives us powerlessness how ironic is it that you're you are nearing your own death more and more as you spend pl- time yeah, playing exactly, this yeah. game you're burning like off time just playing this shit check 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 totally successful at the same time the biggest fucking joke of an <laughs> art game I laughed yeah. I laughed for five, for five bucks, minutes too? Five dollars this game costs. Oh wow. my god, it's so. I, just I spent five laughing. bucks on Lincoln. It, it sounds like I got a little bit more out of that <laughs> than you did with this. It's fascinating. What the hell? Fascinating so, game. So, did you, so, yeah, did you play uh, uh, Journey? Yes. Did you beat it? Yes. Which uh, just the ending kind of reminds me a lot of like a little bit like because the, the end of Journey. Spoilers for the end of Journey has you, uh, you know, climbing that mountain. You don't qu- quite get to the end, but you always die no matter what. But it's still the idea that like the game ends with 
like a uh, trek towards a goal. Yeah. And in Journey, you die before you get there. But still, it just ends with death. And a little yeah. bit kind of like, what the hell was that kind of ending? Yeah. But, uh, but that's great. That's gameplay game. along the way. That that sounds. It would sounds like it would be, would be more interesting if you had a couple more things to do in the cemetery, and until you realize, well, that doesn't do anything, yeah. and then you sit down and die. It's but it's, just to the only really, I just a beeline from where you yeah. are to to the bench, and then you just drop dead, yeah. and that's it. It's kind of. Fa- I mean, I just love that someone spent time I and how money. Much, how much of that game is like a trolling experiment versus? I don't think so. What are the guys who made that game so. are really like? Oh man, we made some shit. And, some deep shit here. This no, says something. No, I think they. D- I think that's how they feel. I think uh, they genuinely are they wanted to French? make. Probably, no. I don't know. That's I hilarious. think they genuinely. So you play like one of the world's most stereotypical art games. Though. Seriously, like yeah. if I wanted to point, if I wanted to point someone to something that is a very serious art game that is at the same time a satire of an art game, it's called The Graveyard. It's five dollars, <laughs> and I, I don't. I, I, I got it's made by Jonathan all, Blow's little brother. All in all, I think I got my five dollars worth out of you it. Got a and story at least out I did it least, pay yeah. five dollars because I got it in a package with these yeah. two other games for twenty bucks. But still it's like, man. Yeah. Oh man. Did you try the other game? Uh I did play the other one that's based on Oscar Wilde poem. It at least has gameplay. <sighs> I can't remember Christ. what it's called. Is, is, is it made by the same people? Yeah, it's yeah, it's Tale of Tales. Oh, these guys really are pretentious fucks. The game is that There's game. nothing wrong with Oscar Wilde though. Still I like the Oscar path. Wilde. The one game that I wanted to pay for this package still does not work on the Mac, so I got to play the other two games. So, so these guys are also artsy and incompetent. Yeah. So the other one is there's a, a uh, this this environment that you walk through, and as you walk through the environment, there are these flames, and you have to cause the flame to fill the camera frame by pr- holding down buttons. So like hold down Q. Like, okay. But as the game progresses and you find more of these flames, you, you have to hold down like eight or nine buttons. Like, because every time it's another one. So yeah, it's like yeah. eight or nine keys, I should say. To like it. And, and as you go, passages from this poem are read to you. Um, but the, the person who's reading it is talking like this in kind of a high voice. And I can barely understand what she's saying. God, that's not intended. She just said Swiss family. And I'm just like, oh, I'm like, oh. Shit. That one I felt was more trolling, almost. Yeah. But Tale of Tales, man. Emily and Kate, I spent $20 on this bullshit. I still want to play The Path, though. The Path is the one that seems actually interesting to me. God damn God it. Damn. Did you see Steven Universe? I did. What'd you think? I really liked it. I love Steven Universe. So we're going to take a step no, back. No, I think we should, this should be the pretentious part of the podcast. There we, we go. We don't even explain what that is. We just say, <laughs> Steven Universe, Universe, drop the mic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Cartoon Network released some pilots of this week on their website. Yeah, uh, did you watch the, the, any of the other ones or I just Steven Universe? I watched one other, and I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't want to be mean. Which one? I'm not going to say anything about it. Because I saw one where... There were animation mistakes in it. Oh, well, it's a, just a pilot. Was it, a oh, was it the Turbo Lakewood? Lakewood Turbo Plaza. Yeah, was that was that it? No, that's what I watched. And I I quit half like not even halfway through. It was like a seven minute pilot, and like three minutes and not. I think the voice acting was terrible. Uh, some of the mouths kept on moving after people were talking, and even like it would cut to a different shot and come back, and people's mouths would still. Well, be moving wasn't and that one thing on anime and and shitty video games? No, wasn't this was like, like the... animation. This wasn't just like the like the the the, the lips being unsynced. This is obviously like like this got rushed out like animation mistakes Aww. like not Which not, is a not shame, a charming steven universe is beautiful yeah steven uh steven and universe. so cute so steven universe was by um 
developed by Rebecca Sugar, who was a writer for Adventure Time and storyboard artist for Adventure Time. But yeah. um, she, she is really the impetus behind yeah all like the ukulele songs and Marceline. Which of course and they have to that. squeeze a song into Steven Universe. Well, yeah, too, Steven yeah. Universe plays the ukulele. Yeah. No, highly recommend looking up Steven Universe. My favorite detail in the whole thing was when when Steven walks. His arms are at right angles. Is the like the funniest kind of pseudo Popeye detail, yeah. and he kind of walks with this hop. It's cute. He's such a weird boy animation. Well, so was, good. When, when, when they first announced the show like six months ago, I was disappointed that you know it's 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 the first TV show on on Cartoon Network that's created by a woman, and I was disappointed yeah. to see that's a show. About, about a little boy. About a little boy. Not only that, but like he's surrounded by three strong female characters, and of course. The one fat guy on the team is 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 the main character, and that just struck me as a little being a little Scott Pilgrimish, but like that his character. How was how was a fat little boy surrounded by three of his sisters? He's got a on his shirt. <laughs> That's all you need to be Phil. Scott Pilgrimish. I love the way when he whenever he gets really excited about something, he has little stars for eyes. Yeah, so funny. Well, and I like so cute. So uh, Stephen, uh, what was it? What, what the hell were we talking about? Stephen Pilgrim. Stephen Universe. Stephen Universe. So yeah, Stephen Universe is. He's like this 12-year-old boy who somehow he got he's part of this super team of female superheroes. Each Well, he's their sis, he's their brother. What are they called the Super Gems or something uh, like that? Are they called Star Gems? Star Gems. Yeah, so. and each each member of the team is a woman except for him is a woman who has like a gem embedded somewhere in her body, which seems to be uh where her 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 specialty is like there's the smart one has their power it. she has a pearl in her in her mind or her oh forehead. i hadn't made and that connection uh, oh my god i got that they they were named after their powers there's amethyst and she's got an amethyst thing in her heart and yeah. she's super she's super loving and caring. i didn't make that connection and then there's the one where is it like were... quartz or something like that Opal? i can't remember the fruit but she's Opal. got a thing in her fist Opal's great yeah and so and she loves to punch stuff i i you know what i i feel like an idiot yeah. but i do make the connection that but literally where they're matured yet yeah but i like his relationship with them yeah and the the other characters are great it's not like it's really great yeah and it's it's cute animation clever premise funny funny story well steven universe and these girls their headquarters is like right next to a donut shop and so he gets tasked we should stop no we should stop talking about it because it's cute and you should watch it it's it's only seven minutes long yeah Yeah, you can't you can't fuck it up you can find it on youtube i'm i the fact that they didn't get justin mcelroy to voice steven universe Yeah, just Macroy in real life. Just even the way the character looks. It sounds like they may have gotten an actual kid, which is great. Yeah, yeah, again too. Which they're gonna have to recast that kid every season now. But <laughs> I don't know. In Adventure Time, it's still the same. It's still the same. Uh, uh, Finn the human. But it's funny. Is do all are all Cartoon Networks already like this? Where they're kind of Adventure Time. Not to say this is an Adventure Time clone, but there's a very specific kind of sense of humor that Adventure Time does. That oh yeah. It seems like Steven Universe kind of deals with, and even like Turbo Lakewood Mall. Well, that. So I'm gonna say both watching. of these are people who are involved with adventure time yeah because rebecca sugar was right around it and uh ian jones quarterly quarterly what's his name yeah he, do you remember when keen spot existed he was in web comics he did rpg world do you remember rpg world dimly he that was that was he that's did, the guy that did terrible lakewood mall yeah. oh i yeah. feel bad for shitting but on him now. he was he was also um uh he he worked on adventure time so the thing is is that a lot of because adventure time is so huge all these people who were involved in Adventure Time got tapped to do their own shows. Yeah. That's, that's what, kind of a shame for Adventure Time, though. I, that's, well, you know, that's why Steve was brought on for one of well, the reasons. Well, yeah, to fill in the gaps that some of these people left. Yeah. He doesn't play the ukulele, but... <laughs> well, yeah. 
He shaves his cat and has panic attacks at coffee shops. Steve, it's not quite the Steve Wolfhard is one of those people. He should have been on the he should have been on the board of directors of Adventure Time I'm at the beginning. I'm gonna take a moment to talk about Steve Wolfhard. We've talked about him a little bit in the past. Steve Wolfhard is one of my favorite human beings yeah, in the universe. He's good times. You should Google him just because he did two comics that are amazing. He did one called Turdy Needs a Job, which. <laughs> Which is about a small turtle named Dirty who is looking for employment. And it's amazing. And also Cat Rackham. Two of my favorite webcomics of all time. He's a great cartoonist. has a great sense of humor and great sense of color. Steven I Heights. Steve. Uh, uh, Steve, Steve Wolfart. He once bought me like a quarter of a Tim Hortons chicken. <laughs> one time while I was stranded in Toronto. <laughs> he, he's, he's tops. Yeah, so he's like a storyboard artist slash writer on Adventure yes. Time. He's, he's fantastic. He did BMO Lost, the, one of the recent episodes. I still haven't seen. I need one. to catch the last. I haven't one. seen any of You haven't work. seen his pups. I'm still oh, in the man. second season. I know. You yeah, I so gotta mad. catch up. I almost. Well, now that I've doubled my uh, Penny Arcade <laughs> donation, I have less money <laughs> you for my ass. Own stuff. Oh, <laughs> Bill. Fifty dollars is not that much. Fifty dollars, Bill. I'm not gonna ask you how much of that in- of your income, what percentage of your income that is, because I'm pretty sure I know. <laughs> Bill, true or false, you live above the poverty line. Actually, well, t- are we talking about net or gross income? <laughs> that's that, that's the stickler. Yeah. Uh, no, actually, uh, oh, one of the best things is uh, Phil Theobald. He's a he's one of the hosts yeah. of the uh, Player One podcast. Yeah. Um, this week he uh. He is a teacher in California, and he had a. I guess there's this thing some some uh, uh, teachers are doing now where they're. It's not quite Kickstarter, but they are crowdsourcing. This is that pretty sad when teachers have to crowdsource for books for their students. But oh, this lady was doing had that because do she's trying to build a little library a specifically way. for her students, like yeah. second grade students. And so I don't. I, I threw down twenty five bucks to that. I knew but, way too many teachers who sp- bought school supplies and shit for stuff out of their own pocket. Yeah, I know a lot of teachers do that too. But it's funny yeah. that people have to go to crowdsourcing and so, supposedly. It's clever. Uh, this lady is friends with this the, the this this filth uh, filth uh, filth and so I donated uh, twenty five bucks. She only needed like four hundred bucks, and I think between nine people that they managed we we managed to cover the entire thing, even though I only donated twenty five bucks. But one of the best things about this crowdsourcing site that they use it's not Kickstarter, but something else that seems like a a lot of teachers use is it's specifically geared towards kids in classrooms and so you get to when you donate you get to add a note saying uh why you donated mm-hmm. and in my note i said i donated because batman told me to and the teacher wrote me the nicest letter back where she was <laughs> like okay she's like lol 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 that's hilarious you made my day i will totally tell them batman <laughs> made someone donate money to this <laughs> She's gonna play along with it, and she's gonna show my note off to the classroom. Delightful. That, well, that was worth twenty five dollars. Right I think there. that's one of the few things you've written on the internet that can be shared with children. Oh, they don't so. Google me. Uh, so that yeah, that was probably the highlight of my week. So what else? What else? Another game I played was Proteus. That was Proteus. Proteus. Uh, I actually bought it because friend of the podcast. Oh, uh, that's that side shooting game. That's funny, right? See, because you don't know about older games. Because there's one called Proteus, which is a it's it's. A satire of side-scrolling shooting games from 1992 or something. So I played it because yeah. <laughs> friend of the podcast, Sid, beloved friend of the podcast, Sid, um, bought it for me, actually, very kindly on Steam. Oh, yeah? And uh, it's interesting. So I've been trying to do meditation lately mm-hmm. um, uh, as a way to deal with anxiety and bullshit. And uh, meditation's been great. Controlled breathing has been great. But sometimes it's hard because I, I my brain is going at a million miles an hour and it's mm-hmm. hard to kind of zone out. All, Proteus is actually perfect to play while doing controlled breathing 
because it is sort of Minecraft with all the crafting removed. It's just the exploration. So it's is it um, first person. It's first person. It's a randomly generated island every time you play. Okay, so no and threats or anything. Nope. Okay. As you you just all it's bright and beautiful, and you just explore this island. And it's different every time. And there are animals in the world that react to your presence. There's a um, a day and night cycle. There's weather. So like I was climbing. Really, it's Minecraft just without yeah, crafting. Without yeah. the crafting and the the style is. Can you is, punch anything? Can you even punch a hole in the wall? All you can do is walk. Okay. I will say there is one element of the world you can interact with. It's not a game you can play very long. Like I couldn't imagine playing it more is than twenty a minutes at a time. <laughs> you just hold down. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's it's a very rel- I I don't know if I would ever. It's a good if if you are a person who deals with anxiety and like me and need something to and you feel like if you ever have considered trying meditation, the idea of not doing anything while meditating is mm-hmm. very alien to. Or if you have trouble visualizing, like I'll do a lot of um, meditations that are like um, what's it called guided, guided not guided visuals. Is this kind of guided meditation where someone talks to you and they kind of guide you like, oh, you're on an island. Yeah, exactly. That kind of bullshit. So I struggle with that sort of stuff. And I have trouble sometimes clearing my mind to do that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. Proteus is kind of a nice compromise. It's like if you are a gamer who wants to meditate, highly recommend. You're still in your element because you're playing a video game. Exactly. And I have a degree Well, you can argue with a lot of people kind of do that when they're playing video games anyway. That is true. Maybe not just consciously. But this is, it's a very easy game to do controlled breathing to and like do meditation to, which is kind of a weird praise, but... It's it's it was really enjoyable for that purpose. So thank you, Sid, for allowing me to deal with my anxiety. Oh, very cool. Well done, Sid. Yes. All right, Billy. What else did you do this week? Did you watch Game of Thrones? No. God damn. You really have sworn off TV. I'm done. The only TV I watch is Hannibal. You watch Doctor Hannibal, Hannibal then? I no, I'm still. I I stopped watching. It was Doctor the season Who. finale, of Doctor Who. Uh, what's the doctor's name? John. They didn't even get Hubert. there. They totally missed it. is the episode called The Day of the Doctor? It turns out at the end of the episode, that's not the important thing. The important thing, spoilers for Doctor Who, the important... I, do I even go into Doctor Who? Doctor Who. I try, out of curiosity, I tried to read a synopsis for the finale well, of Doctor you, Who. You tell me what it was, was about It was six then. pages long, <laughs> and after I finished the first page, I was like, Fuck, Doctor What, what was... T- tell me what the, you read. Blah, 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 River. Blah, blah, blah. Impossible Girl. Blah, <laughs> blah. What's the last three seasons of the show? And I was just like, nope. And I stopped. <laughs> and Stephen Moffat's fucking up. The ending was amazing. Well, so what happens? Do you even care what happens? Do I even have to talk about it? I... I, a part of me is like, I bought, I, I enjoyed Claire enough in the Christmas special that I went ahead and threw down for the next season because I was hoping that well, the ditching. Claire, what Clara is, is explained. What I thought. The that, name of the doctor isn't though. <laughs> I thought that ditching the pawns could only be good for Doctor Who. So I'm like, I, sure. I don't dislike Claire. I just like the, like these weird, like. It's what, it, yeah, it's weird with it. But there's always there. cliffhangers that never get resolved. This is the third year in a row Doctor Who's ended on a cliffhanger that was never ever resolved. So there's three cliffhangers worth of information that is still just hanging up in the air do we know what the silence no that's what i'm saying so the yet. first the first math matt season ended with the with the with the tardis getting exploded because silence will fall something and this in the second season after that you find out that the, the tardis exploded because yeah some creatures called the silence are trying to kill the doctor for some reason at the end of last season you find out they're trying to kill the doctor because the doctor will someday end up on this place called the fields of trenzalore and someone will ask him what his name is, and if he, and if the doctor actually answers, 
the whole world will end for some reason. So it seems like the silence things are justified in trying to kill the doctor does, so he doesn't end the, the world. Does the doctor know that if he shares his name, the world will Someone end? Someone tells him at the end of the... That was the cliffhanger at the end of last doesn't season. Doesn't that solve the like, problem? Well, and, well, and, well, this guy says, well, you're going to be on these, the fields of Trenzalore. It's going to be a situation which you, you will not be able to refuse to answer and you will not be able to lie. And someone will ask you the ultimate question. He's like, what's the ultimate question? And the guy says, Doctor Who! Doctor Who! What is your name? Doctor! And that was the cl- that was the cliffhanger for last season. And so this cliffhanger <laughs> ends with him at that place. Someone oh, asks, he's actually in this he's at the place. Yeah. Someone asks him, what's your name? And then, like, River shows up and, like, everyone gets distracted and then the episode keeps on going and that whole thing just never gets resolved. So it doesn't happen. No, well, there's this thing where they set up in this episode that the Doctor does return to this field of Trenzalore place, mm-hmm. and he does die. This is a set thing in his future. He does die there. Die, die, so, die? Or die, regenerate, die? There's a whole thing where, like, it's you, you have to see the episode for Doctor it to make sense. Doctor fucking who. No, Bill, I'm pretty sure even if I saw the episode, it's still wouldn't make sense. They, well, they don't resolve the Doctor. Uh, you don't find out the Doctor's name. Let's put that way. The fact Someone asks him, and you think this is the moment of truth. You're gonna find out the doctor's name. It's like think River shows up and opens the door and says, "Hello, sweetie," and everyone gets distracted, and it just never comes up um, again. Well, I think the answer is sweetie. Clearly, I know exactly. Boom. But it's 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 insinuated that um oh man, oh, there's some spoiler. If you really don't want to know the specifics, I shouldn't tell you because there are some little things in there. But doctor sure. fucking who? Oh, but did you end? You, this you don't you don't care about because this had no repercussions to the end. But the actual uh so. You think the whole episode that the doctors he's talking about how he's this horrible secret. And everyone's assuming okay. his horrible secret is what his real name is. It turns out his horrible secret isn't that isn't his real name, but that there's another doctor running around the universe who what? did something bad, who is no longer called the doctor because he did something bad. He's revoked the name the doctor, and you meet him at the end of this episode as he's played by John Hurt. What? The wait, end. wait, wait. Another, like, an iteration of Matt Smith, Doctor? Not Matt Smith. Well, no, 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 no. I know not Matt Smith, but I mean... But it is One of the line of the Doctor. This Doctor is dressed like the 8th and ninth, like a combination of the 8th and ninth Doctors. Is he Doctor 8.5? Yeah, that's what I was trying to figure out. And he's dressed, like, halfway between those two. And he's done something where the Doctor has disavowed this guy. Which is funny, because that's not how the Doctor works. When he turns into one guy to the other, it's not like he makes a copy and one goes off. Yeah. He he regenerates, but it's not like there should be an extra one of him floating around out there with something i don't know something like that i don't know doctor fucking who so the answer the answer so the answer to the who what what is the name of the doctor just never even gets addressed which but it starts off another cliffhanger that has nothing to do with anything you've seen up until now doctor who Although, it sounds like he did, uh, Matt Smith did say he's coming back for one more season next oh, year. Oh, okay. And there's some stuff that they lay down track for in this episode that I'm wondering if the next year may not be his last year. Because he, um, this whole season, they've been talking about this thing called the Fall of the 11th and how the 11th Doctor will die. And they set up some stuff in this last episode that suggests that is in the very, very near future. And it, that Matt Smith's been around for three years. By the yeah. end of next year, he'll be around for four years, which will be as long as anyone else who's played Doctor Who is since Doctor Who came back has been around. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if this may be just... Did you see him, him in his shaved head? Yeah, he looks like a badass. He looks he fucking cool. Yeah. I was not ready to be attracted to Matt Smith until well, he shows up in his 
fucking shaved head and stubble on my tumbler. for the next season. And I'm like, That'd be fantastic. damn, yeah. Matt Smith. Damn, girl. It's like 12 feet tall with big ass elephant girl, ears. Girl, you Frankenstein looking motherfucker. You look good. Well, River does say the last time she ever sees the doctor before Fire she burn, dies, baby. he shows up with a new haircut. So well, There you go. No, 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 no. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with the Doctor Who. That's Smith. So yeah, that's girl. Doctor Who. Doctor Who's ridiculous. But yeah, John Hurt. John Hurt. And he old. He all wrinkly. Speaking of hurt yeah that's my clever segue we i think i'm pretty sure for the first time ever got feedback from a listener that we hurt their feelings oh what happened i know for a fact that listeners have had their feelings hurt parents after they hear this episode (laughs) will be devastated we are tremendous pricks and so we had to have hurt many listeners but this is the first time a listener has ever actually commented and yeah, because usually they just walk out the door and never tell us. <laughs> just stop listening, which yeah. I don't blame anybody for doing. But we got a comment from Boo. listener um, Cannon Hart. Not his real name. Yeah, he was at Stumptown. Uh, he lent me his copy a copy of Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Oh, sweetheart. For the DS. Mm, he's a local boy. And uh, he sent a what comment say? saying, hey, I watch My Little Pony. And yeah. I am not the deviant you think I am. Did we say... This is what, so, Wait, what ha- in last week's episode. We were episode, making fun of people ba- masturbating to equestrian girls. <laughs> no, we did talk about how. So, no, no, my first, com- the first thing out of my mouth, because it does not, it was genuinely my first thought. you, not me? I'm assuming you're angry at both of us. Well, because the, the joke I made, first thing, was now those boys can masturbate over women. Oh! <laughs> Which is a terrible, a terrible thing to say. Were, but I thought we were just talking about the people masturbating to My Little Pony. We well, did not my, mean to say. The point our, is, well, our joke is not that all people who watch My Little Pony masturbate to it. We just say that a whole all people who masturbate to My Little Pony <laughs> watch My Little Pony. It's, I'm it's, not gonna. I'm not even going to that. The two. No, my no, no, point no, no, was no, no. that it was. I went for the cheap joke, and I always give Bill shit for punching down. Like there's a whole rule of comedy that, granted, most comedians don't follow. Don't punch down. Don't make fun of the downtrodden. Don't make pe- fun of people who are picked on because they're fucking downtrodden. They're fucking picked what on. What would we know about why, being picked on? Yeah. Why would you do that? And I, I, that was really not fair of me to just lash out against bronies. That's mm-hmm. not cool. I, of all people, should know better because when I was a youthful person, as we've talked about on the podcast before, I was super in a series of books called Redwall about mice who live in an abbey and go on adventures. I was super into Disney's Robin Hood and I ran a fan site for Disney's Robin Hood. Yeah. And I was totally... We both love Wishbone! <laughs> we both love Wishbone. I was totally on the edges of the furry fandoms yeah. in, in the late 90s. And um, th- at the time, there was more of a, a co- internal conflict in the furry fandom about the whole idea of the side of furry fandom that is attracted to foxes and into yiffing and all that. And then the fan- part of fandom, they were like me, like, no, 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 no. I just like animals wearing clothes and uh, like cartoons and shit. It's like this cultural currency that I'm familiar with and like. And yeah, this whole thing. But no, the thing is, is that the reason why I stopped, I got out of it. Is because very quickly I felt like you can't be involved in that and not be painted with this broad brush, mm-hmm. which is true. You cannot be associated with furries without people looking at you like you're you're just going home to you know to you know do something unseemly to something and you know that can't say no. This is not unlike how the doctor. Oh, Bill! He escaped the time Bill, war. You were so polite in letting me try to finish that sentence. I could see the smile on your no, face. You thought of the joke. We have. Analogy here. 
Which doesn't make any sense because you don't know anything about that era of Doctor Who history. But anyway, yeah. But yeah, it's like it's I have personal experience now. Oh, bullshit. we're the last people to suggest that. Yeah, exactly. It's, we're not we're not we're not making fun of anyone who watches no, My Little Pony. No, I did. I I expect better for myself, and we I deserve. We won't make fun of people who masturbate to My Little Pony. I deserve to be called on that. Well, no. And here's the other thing, though. When I watch Harry Potter, I'm like, hey, Hermione's, hmm, hmm, how you doing? <laughs> if someone noticed me doing that, I can't make fun of, I can't object to anybody going, hey, Bill, <laughs> don't do that. I'm like, yeah, oh, God, that's right, it's inside thoughts. Yeah, I deserve to be called on that But that says nothing to do with canon heart. Yeah, the, yeah. the inner, it is way, like, the internet is yeah, full that sucks of to enough be, people are, you know, no one should ever be. That sucks to be boxed in with yeah. the stereotypes. Yeah, no, that's I bullshit. mean, what if all of Legend of Korra fans were just assumed to be pedophiles? No, they're all lesbians, I guess. <laughs> all of them uh, and Korra to fuck. That's true. Which, for some reason, that's socially acceptable. Well, that's interesting, you know? It's like, well, I guess there's a difference, I guess the perception is in that case it's it's a it is more accepted in fandom to sexualize characters together and it's different to have to have a fandom that is associated with people having sexual feelings with the with the characters in the fandom yes that's the difference yes anyway i should know better i deserve to be called on that and i should absolutely be held accountable for that bullshit and that was not okay uh, so i for- no seriously i formally apologize to any poor bronies i apologize because how yeah. much bullshit must it be to be an actual like, just person, especially a dude who genuinely just likes My Little Pony. My, my Little Pony is a good show. Yeah. I, I, like I said, I'm not allowed to watch it in my own home because my <laughs> landlord will shoot me if I do it because he assumes that I'm a sexual predator if I do. But no, yeah, no, My Little Pony is a fantastic show. Yeah, who gives a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I formally apologize to Pecan and Heart. And uh, can we talk about how awesome breast expansion it. fetishism is now? That's my well, favorite. You no, know, here's the thing. And, the, and in my heart of hearts, really, honestly, and truly, I feel bad for the sexual Brodies too. How terrible must it be? Like really, you, you, I you can't day. control what what makes your jollies, what rustles no. rustle, your jimmies. No, yeah. and you know what? You're not hurting anybody. If you ain't hurting anybody, who cares if you masturbate to my little? Yeah. Face? I think the difference is is one thing if you like, you know. I can't think of any ways to say it without like sounding a terrible person. If you have like a My Little Pony like cock sleeve on like sticker on the back of your car, <laughs> you know that's one thing. But you Wait, know. if you have on the back of your car, you know how they have those little stick figures that show members of your family. <laughs> it's you fucking a My Little Pony. Yeah, it might have been a bit much. But you know, hey, everybody's got their fucking freak flags. You know, yeah. I mean, to to many Texans, Annie, Annie's I'm a straight. A Annie's a lesbian who loves dicks. At least photos of dicks. I don't. Bill was giving me shit about this because <laughs> I followed a Tumblr for a while. There's a Tumblr called Ruggedly Handsome that I followed on Tumblr for a long time because it was all big, beefy bros with beards, which are my type of boy. If my wife were a man, that'd be my wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like lugs and I like facial hair. So I followed this Tumblr for a long time and my wife did too, but we both had to stop following it because it, had, it just turned some days just into a wiener fest just wiener after wiener to the point where wieners lost all meaning <laughs> and i just Got didn't want to look at wiener wieners floor. ever again and it was great because i go through my tumblr i actually stopped following really any sex tumblers not that i followed that many just because it'd be like oh great art beautiful photography wieners i like the one you you're the <laughs> one that had to show me all the sex tumblers on there you too. keep saying that i don't what sex tumblers they introduced you to? You're the one. I didn't know there was that much sex on Tumblr to begin with. We've had this conversation. Not specific tumblers, but you're the one. Running. You're the one who pointed. Hey, Bill, if you type this into Tumblr, well, see what happens. No. And I was like, ah! well, it's like what I, I, I keep running into porn on Tumblr that mean to. Like I was the other day. I was like looking. I think I told the story. I was looking for cowgirl. I was like, hey, I wonder if there's any art 
I, I, I'm a dumbass. <laughs> I wonder if there's other of cowgirls. Cowgirl send. Well, here's the thing. Oh, I checked no. that tag hey, at like no. one o'clock in the afternoon, and I found some cute cowgirl drawings. And then like a couple of days later, I'm like, I'll check it again at nine o'clock at night. Very different results. What the hell did you Dear find? Lord. Porn. Was it okay? Was it was it like the bestiality? Wait, so cowgirls? Was it like people fucking cows? all aspects? Okay. Meaning the position. Yeah. Meaning sexualized women dressed Wait, like which, cowgirls. Which one, is, which one is the position for cowgirl? I'm. Because when you're masturbating to Hermione Granger, <laughs> she's not really there in real life, so you can't like you know. Moral story: I can't point <laughs> fingers at a single goddamn person. Oh, I can't make fun of anybody. God bless you. Understand everybody. It's the internet. Who cares? Emma Watson's an attractive lady. That was a horrifying movie theater going experience for, a t- for about a decade there. Hey everybody, we're going to take a little break we before Bill discriminates himself. <laughs> and we'll be back in a little bit for the Geek Week in review. Well, Time to talk about dumb shit that happened this week that we feel strongly about. Dumb shit like the Xbox One oh announcement. So everybody. Did you, you were at work when the uh, when the announcement went out, right? And my least favorite meeting that happens every week happened during the Xbox announcement. The whole time I was just chopping on the bit. Oh, this is this is the we test the tenderness of Annie's butt meeting where people just poke your butt for twenty minutes. Yeah. You know that Japanese arcade Boog. game with the finger? <laughs> booga booga. Exactly. <laughs> It's like that's that. right, because they're legally not t- allowed to touch you with their finger. Yes, Meat's exactly. not allowed to touch meat, so they just get, <laughs> they just get a fake plastic finger. <laughs> and you're just like, you're not even offended. You're just like, why are we doing this again? And they're like, oh, this is this is this, this health insurance reasons. <laughs> No, it was hilarious because I, so my, the meeting ended early, so I raced to my desk and I pulled up the live stream. Oh, and man. Well, I, I, I they were the... still talking about T. Te- I don't think they had talked about a single video game at that point. Because they, well, no, they didn't talk they about They talked games. about video games. They, what, they, they, made, they, they, had, they mentioned Forza, and then yeah. they had Call of Duty at the very end, and that was it. Well, they talked about another game from Remedy. Did they? Oh, did you even see any of the footage from that? Uh, it was live action footage, and then you see a, 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 a computer... Uh, boat slam into a computer bridge well they implied that it's something like the overlap of television and gaming yeah which makes sense because that company they did uh, alan wake yeah and that's a very serialized the, the, yeah. alan wake was in episodic episodes and there was even a big thing where there was a tv show within the game called night springs that right. was actually live action yeah yeah so i'm kind of curious it to makes see sense. what they do with that yeah. i'm impressed that they stuck with remedy because didn't alan wake bomb Hard. What have they done since then? They did a Alan Wake like downloadable oh, the expansion sequel. pack. American for a Nightmare game that sold bones to begin with. Yeah. yeah, I mean, God bless Microsoft for doubling down. Yeah. Anyway, um, Xbox One. Yeah. Big well, you know what? Fart. Before before Ugh. it came on, Foley said, "What do you think they're going to talk about?" I'm like, "They're going to talk about TV connectivity. It's going to have a DVR. It's going to have a Blu-ray player." They're going to talk about dumb internet bullshit that no one cares about like... and connect, and they're never going to mention video games. Yeah. That was what I told her. And sure enough. But you still expect them to expect, like, 
I mean, this this clears the decks to, for them to uh, talk about nothing but video games at E3, that is which is true. a good thing. That is true. But man, they could have at least had more of an energetic... The fact they spent so much time talking about TV was really fucking yeah, weird. Because I can see if they were talking about other aspects of the console, but it really was three quarters just TV, 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 Well, and TV, I thought, TV. I was like, okay, well, if I don't need a cable box, great. Maybe I'll do it, because I don't... Well, that's the other and thing, then the reason need... it's called Xbox One, because they were suggesting it's going to be your all-in-one home entertainment unit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, yeah, you need, uh, what, a uh, external cable box and an H, uh, like a high-def re- uh, receiver. So you need two separate boxes attached to this 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 Xbox One just to even get, get it to do the main basic thing Xbox, Microsoft yeah. wants you to do with it. The PS4 well, why, conference... It's just getting in the way of how you're already ingesting TV if you already have a cable yeah. box anyway. It's it's the weirdest goddamn thing. I don't understand what they are what they think they're doing with this Well, thing. that was the thing. I was sitting there, like, I was watching recaps and reading about it. I watched the tail end of it, and I was trying to figure out who the audience for all this stuff was. Yeah. Like, well, it's weird, too, because, like, it's, it's a video game console. It's obviously targeted towards young people with disposable cash. These are not the people who are investing a lot in cable you know a lot of people would still have cable tv subscriptions but this is part of the generation that's the a lot of people are saying are cutting the cable yeah like this generation that you're marketing to is a lot of people who are just torrenting tv shows Mm -hmm. at best buying that shit uh through itunes or watching it on netflix yeah. And it's it's a it's a really weird goddamn play unless un, unless they're really kind of like aiming it towards like older like I don't people know, who man. Had, like older uh, gamers are getting older of families maybe yeah I don't know and it was weird like a lot of the Connect stuff was all the stuff that you would have like that if you were just a consumer you thought the Connect would have done to begin with yeah like if, they made if you such know a big deal was, yeah. about well if it's a camera that's on your TV. I was thinking about that the other day. I'm like, why the fuck can't I Skype? Why can't I video chat with someone with my Kinect? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it was like, no, oh. it's a new feature. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, oh, well, we can identify you. So when you log in, I'm like, oh, like Kinect tries to do and fails to do every time now. Yeah. Well, like, at least it's a new HD camera. So oh, yeah. No, no, no. Some I of that get stuff it. might actually But it's work. like the shit they're talking about is the shit that you would have thought that it would have done before. So it's not, it's hard to get excited about. And it's guaranteed it. because this is all pie in the sky launch stuff. It's still half of the stuff they're going to talk about, like promise that it's going to work on this console, will still no, it, not yeah. work out in the, in the final version. Having but... the T, having the connect, the, the your console always on, or at least always listening to you is weird. Because that's one of the things they said. They're like you can say Xbox on. I can't come without it. So <laughs> I, I'm going to be sitting there doing. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just... I'm going to be all. I'm going to be all listening to. Oh, did you ever? Did you? You love the TV show Hannibal. Have you seen <laughs> Silence of the Lambs? I have never seen. No, no. Uh, I am going to be uh, Buffalo Bill, the guy who's dancing with himself, like tucking his penis between his legs, saying, "Would you fuck me? I would fuck me." I'm going to be doing that in front of the camera. <laughs> That's how I'm going to turn it on. Xbox. <laughs> would you fuck me? <laughs> Every time I get in front of the TV to turn on the Xbox, I'm going to, I'm going to put. I'm going to have a boombox blasting "Goodbye Horses" and slowly saunter and naked in front of the camera, saying, "Xbox, would you fuck me?" <laughs> I would fuck me. Turn on Xbox. Turn me on. It's like no like that it's like that, that Simpsons joke where Smithers turns on his computer and it's this pixel drawing of Mr. Burns. Like, hello, Smithers, you really know you how to, to turn, turn me, me on. on. <laughs> That's what I want. Hope. But yeah, that is so goddamn weird. Uh We're officially at the point now where it's hard for you to explain to someone why. You want a new video game console. Because I'm like, it's got motion controls. The Kinect thing is weird because Microsoft has come out and said you could shut off. The wording on this is very weird. How they said you could shut off 
the software capabilities of the Kinect. The the Xbox will not work if it, it needs the Kinect attached and powered on. Yeah. Or else the system just simply does not work. Yeah. But they promise that you'll be able to shut off the software capabilities. They didn't say anything on a hardware level about just being That's able to weird. shut it. You cannot shut off that that Kinect. Yeah. And they're being very cagey about how we promise not to give anyone the data that like we're collecting with this. Uh-huh. It's like, where are you collecting data to begin with? Like, what the yeah. hell does that mean? Like, and this is from the company that had just last summer patented for the Kinect the ability to scan whoever's in your room. And if you rent a piece of media, like a TV show or a movie, if there's enough people in your room, you'll be at, you'll be asked to be charged more depending on how many people are in that room. Bullshit. They patent this technology, and they so they, like they have to be crazy to like. Now they, I mean, this is this their Trojan horse of actually having a camera that's going to be always on in your. Uh, I even hate this talk like this because ma- this makes me sound like a tinfoil crazy but person. No, I am usually the last person to buy into this. That but is this literally what it is. An inroads towards that. Like, it's really it's the Big Brother thing. Bill, we've got a major entertainment always corporation on. watching and listening to everything yeah. you're doing in your living room. It's always for on marketing. Purposes. It's always listening. They have patents around it, Bill. It's yeah. not tin hat talk. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's why the patents <laughs> exist. Yeah. This doesn't mean that the patents are out play at this. It, in this finished version of this hardware, but no, their job is it. to make money yeah, exactly. off using this hardware. They, they, They're dumb not to. They do are it. not doing their job if they are yeah. not at least trying to get this done. I yeah, enjoy so my. I'll admit, I enjoy my Connect, but very fleetingly. I enjoy my Collect when I'm watching or Connect when I'm watching Netflix and I tell it to pause or play. Or skip the next See, episode. I, I, I bought that my is... Star Wars with Connect, and I never even turned it on. I actually put in front of the camera aspect of my Connect. Yeah. I put something to cover it because I was so annoyed by the camera deciding that when I walked up to get a drink of water or something, or my cat crossed the screen, that I was waving at it to activate. Did you see the thing where people were... Uh their xboxes were getting fucked up well you know because yeah. you can stream the conference to your xbox and you have the connect turned on yeah it would hear like uh whoever the he- is the head of the xbox division saying xbox e- xbox turn on turn off yeah and, like that's what people's xboxes were doing at home well it was reacting like, to yeah, it exactly. yeah yeah oh, oh my god which is ridiculous bad um, idea Bad but that idea. speaks that, that that's more about the old uh connect i mean at least connect, the playstation just... 4 conference was like an hour too long but at least they're talking about games well they were directly opposite the sony and microsoft conferences were complete opposites of it each was other. fascinating where uh yeah the micro uh, the sony conference was two hours long talk about nothing but games yeah did not show what the console looked like Mm-mm. but it was all about the games whereas the microsoft one was we're going to show you the uh, console we're not going to talk about any of the games that are coming out for it. we're going to be very secretive i mean well even yeah. then like even the, and it was weird that they closed with the worldwide reveal of a game that will not be an xbox exclusive yeah Although they did announce there's going to be some kind of exclusive content. Oh, there's going to be DLC, and blah, shit like that. blah. But they've been doing that with Call of Duty for a while. Yeah. That's nothing new. But yeah, and also that, that can't look like shit. Doesn't look any better than... Well, that was the thing Ben Couture was saying. is like, if you're... Because I was watching like a 300 by, you know, 500 pixel stream. And yeah. I'm like, well, that's... Because that's it. It's like, how do you... When when it's, it is an improvement in technology, I'm sure. I'm sure it looks better when you're staring at it on high-definition television. That must be so hard to sell. Yeah. Like, this whole time, I was just like, God bless the marketing people. Like, no, 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 no. You can watch TV on it. No, I know you can watch TV on that. But no, 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 no. That thing that's hooked into this. But no, you can watch TV on this too. You can Skype on it. No, no, no. I know you have your phone and your iPad and your and your laptop. Yeah. No, no, no. But you can gesture at this. Here's this device, which is at best barely better than what we're already selling. <laughs> exactly. You. At best. How do you explain to a consumer the graphics are better? <laughs> you know. 
How do you explain that? We got dogs. We got we scared the dog. Ooh. That was my favorite thing or the whole thing. <laughs> we scared the dog, everybody. That was my favorite thing about the whole when they're talking about the Call of Duty game. It's like you can customize your character in a meaningful way that is unique to you and create all this stuff. And there's a dog that you're gonna have an emotional relationship to. I'm like, they're literally doing Fable 2. It's so good. Oh man. Okay, I'm gonna read Bill's notes now. Can you put Xbox a ski mask one. on the dog? <laughs> I can only hope. Specs sound about on par with the PS4. Blu-ray drive. No, actually, uh, people have made a good point. The specs are not necessarily on PS4. Uh, people are you telling out, your notes are fucking wrong? I'm just Bill? saying. Well, I, I I wrote those show notes like literally know, right I'm, I'm after uh, the conference. Yeah. Uh, I guess people have pointed out the PlayStation 4 has faster memory. Okay. Uh, then uh, we have no idea you're talking. About. I know exactly. <laughs> but the big thing, I guess, the rumors that have come out this week, a lot of people are, uh, a lot of developers are hinting that the PlayStation 4 is not going to be leaps and bounds more powerful yeah. than the uh, than the Xbox 360. Uh, but it is going to be, like, just sheer power going to be a little bit more powerful. But supposedly, supposedly the thing that's going to kick the 360, or I keep on calling it the 360, the next Xbox in the ass, is the fact that um, 3 gigs of the 8 gigs of memory that are available to the 360 are going to be devoted just to the 3 operating systems. That's going to yeah, be Yeah, I was wondering about that. And so, like, I supposedly a lot of people were talking about, it's it's not like the PlayStation 4 is going to be able to run games that are completely, complete, that won't be able to run on the Xbox One, but it's more like, it's, it's going to be the division between uh, games may be more likely to run at 60 frames per second on the PS4 as opposed yeah. to 30 frames per second on the PS, yeah. on, on the next uh, Xbox. It's interesting. It's like, so PS3 and Which knows... is why, also why Sony did not, uh, Microsoft did not mention anything about specific specs. The interesting yeah. thing with uh, yeah. Sony, when they announced the PlayStation 4, they, they, they handed out sheets saying, this is everything that we're putting into this yeah. console. This is it. We're the, whereas, yeah, like Microsoft was just like, well, it's going to have some RAM. <laughs> well, it's interesting. The P- PS4 conference almost felt like it was as much to developers. Yeah. As, well, especially as a lot of shit about indies. And yeah. Yeah, they were definitely, yeah, the, this is this was more trying to get people on board for developing software for the next generation. Yeah. Well, for the second generation of PlayStation 4 software. Because right. I'm sure whatever games they have, uh, that are going to be available for release already locked in. But yeah. This is more like filling out the schedule for like, hey, indie developers, you want something developed for us yeah. that we could put on our on our console like maybe next spring? Yeah. And, well, and it's interesting because like the yeah. PS3 empirically is a beefier machine than the Xbox 360, but yeah. it was so hard to program for that yeah, most people matter, couldn't yeah. unlock it, and it got this whole reputation, this whole thing, and the Xbox was blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and as soon as the Xbox became more popular, people started designing for the Xbox as the, as the lead platform anyway, yeah. and so it really but, didn't matter what how... Yeah, it was, so it's interesting that PS Sony has like been like we just got to double and when that PS3 launched it had all the features and everything the non-gaming features baked in it had a web browser you could watch blu-rays it's like music capabilities are better and blah 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 the PlayStation but but who gave a shit because yeah. that's not what you're buying that shit for. It's funny that Xbox is doubling down on all the things that you can do on other machines better. That's why, that's why everyone's kind of like, what the hell is the system for, really? Yeah. Again, who's the market? At least the PlayStation 4 is like, you're a gamer. You want to play games. Here are some games. That's why I'm really curious to see if this... I, I, I'm really wondering... I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what Sony's approach to E3 is going to be. Yeah. Whether or not... Whether or not they embrace the, well, we're going to be the gamer's console. Yeah. Because it would be really easy. It's a- yeah. After everyone's so disgruntled after the shitty Microsoft oh, press yeah. conference, it would be really easy for them to come out and say, hey, guess what? Even if they just come out and say, hey, guys, we, we play used games. That's going to yeah. be huge. They don't even have to say anything else right there. That's yeah. going to win over a shitload of people right there. Yeah. Um, 
Or I wonder if they might kind of see how Microsoft is opening a door towards extra revenue. I wonder if they might kind of do that thing where they could also come out and say they're also like getting rid of used games too if they have some kind of technology against that i mean who knows i guess we'll find out in a couple of weeks when it yeah. happens but yeah i'm very curious to see if they go completely counter to what uh, microsoft is doing yeah. or actually kind of just kind of like decide to kind of like not ape them to copy them but realize that some of the stuff stuff could be the future if the two big uh, gaming companies kind of agree that like in the future that okay we will agree that used games are bullshit and so we'll both make that features of our game. Well, I don't know. It's, it's... Here's my counter argument. If I'm Sony and I look at the war I lost the last time around. Well, let me let me start back up a little more. Who gives a shit about a press conference announcing the next iteration of your hardware? The existing users of your hardware, really. Yeah. Microsoft came out with this weird da- song and dance that wasn't sure who, that you can't tell who the fuck the intended audience was. Yeah. At least the PS4, I'm able to say, I feel like that was aimed at developers as much as it was at gamers, which are going to be the it two people focused, yeah. more, most interested in a new console announcement anyway. Yeah. It's not like, you know, a mom in Peoria gives a shit about the fact that she can watch TV on the Xbox One. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like at least, you know, it, they knew who their audience was when they played, we had the PS4 launch. I don't know who the audience was in the Xbox. And between this and like Wii U being so confused in its messaging and who that's supposed to be for yeah. and stuff, it's like it's weird that we're kind of looking to Sony as, yeah. as console gamers to be like, guys, can you not fuck this up? Well, it's weird. Like, it's a weird time in technology yeah. in that, well, gaming is in this kind of strange place where it's this huge, giant money-making industry, a lot of money but in no, it. But no one's been able to make money off of it because no one True. like develops responsibly or budgets finance, uh, responsibly. It's just this or... bizarre industry. It's huh. huge, but at the same time, the demographic is limited. They're trying to grow, but yeah. realistically, the, the audience has grown, but it's grown in the casual market and in these cheap games and things like that. And in ways that are difficult for the traditional video game companies yeah. to monetize yeah, without without completely disrupting their own business. It's yeah. bizarre. I do not envy anyone in 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 a huge like corporation trying to make money. And it's weird for Microsoft to suddenly say, you know what, fuck games. Well, I mean, there's going to be games, but to say we're you know we're going to go for after NFL on TV. Yeah, that's that's going to be as important to us because they're well, they're paying the NFL four hundred million dollars for the rights to, to to transmit their stuff on Xbox Live and all that stuff. It's just. Well, I, I know every, I know everyone's confused by the TV stuff. The reason why they're get, getting so big into TV is because once they realized how much money they could make off of advertising on Xbox Live. Yeah. It's it's funny to think back when the when the Xbox first launched, the only ads on the dashboard were like little tiny little thumbnail ads. Yeah. Not not no animated gifs, no nothing like yeah. that. Just like one little square of real estate on the blade. Yeah. And that's it. And with every uh revision of the xbox uh, xbox dashboard just became more and more ads until really now you fire up the xbox it's almost entirely ads yeah it's kind of hard to find the game that you're trying to actually boot up much less trying to find any games to buy yeah uh because yeah they're making i I think people have pointed out that uh they're making a lot more money just from selling those ads on xbox live than they are actually selling like any of the like any of the content or even like um or even getting, uh, they're getting more money from the ads than they are from Xbox Live subscriptions, I which is that. fucking bonkers. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so of course it makes sense for them to like, how do we extend this how do beyond we video games? It? Yeah. But if we could also extend like, essentially this revenue we're getting from Xbox dashboard and like make this so like no one has to turn off their TV or turn off their Xbox to watch TV, they essentially just carrying that ad stream 
ad, re- ad, ad revenue stream over oh, to the TV man. market. You know what just occurred to me? So they talked about, I can't remember how they phrased it, but the picture-in-picture picture thing. Yeah. And how you'd be able to have your main thing, be it a game or TV show or movie, mm-hmm. and then three boxes where you can have other things going on. It's going to be ads. If you're not using one of those three boxes yeah, or two saying. of those three boxes, it's going to be ads. This is this Most of this TV uh, stuff is just a way for Microsoft uh, to keep you within their ecosystem so you don't... Yeah. Uh, uh, so you don't turn off the the Xbox, because yeah, because I I can't believe this is like shouting at your TV is going to be any easier way to watch TV than it is just no. to turn off the fucking Xbox and use your remote traditionally. Yeah. And so like the whole using Connect to navigate your Xbox to watch TV is just a song and dance routine to kind of like dazzle you into like not turning off your Xbox. Yeah. And keeping you plugged in to their ad revenue ecosystem. Which they've made gangbusters money off of with the Xbox, with with game related stuff. Now they realize that's just dropping the bucket compared to like TV advertising and all kind of lifestyle advertising they can do with like TV stuff. I, I, I can guarantee you that is why they're suddenly so heavy up on TV. Which is weird. Like, but like I said, this is weird because like that market of te- that, that way of watching television with cable subscriptions and stuff that's not going to die overnight. And it's not going to be that's not, it's not going to be dead by the time this uh, next console generation is over. But that's a weird thing to suddenly invest in when that's a way of TV that's kind of slowly going the way to the dodo, though. Yeah. So, but, you know, they don't have to worry about well, that. Well, you could argue... That's something they have to worry about the next generation. You could but. argue, is it worthwhile to advertise in newspapers in 1998? You yeah, know? exactly, it's like, yeah. it's... But at the cost of, I mean, is it worth the cost of alienating so much so many gamers. The thing is, that's only for one conference. I don't think they're going to be pushing TV as much as games everywhere. But it's just like I don't know, man. Xbox. I. You know what? God bless them. They have to go after beyond just gamers. They yeah. do. They have to well, give. Well, people were know. predicting that. Yeah, the, the the next Xbox would not just be a games machine. Well, but it's be entertainment the current games. Xbox. But so much tried hard to turn it into an entertainment. It's, it's so obvious, like it's like you said with the multiple pane stuff. That's as much as just to keep advertisements in front of your eyeballs, as much as as is to help you watch stuff Ugh. so we'll go into a few more features um again god bless any listeners boy howdy pockets that don't like games uh new controller didn't really see much about it it's a new controller oh yeah blu-ray drive at least it has a blu-ray drive yeah blu-ray, Blu-rays. blu-ray gigabyte it's, drive. Yeah, uh supposedly it's a you can't swap out hard drives they have not mm. said yet whether or not you could just get off the shelf hard drives and connect them no they said you ha- no you're not gonna be able to that's fucking no, why would they? You can Bill? do that with the Wii of all things. <laughs> well, because the Nintendo doesn't want to be in the business of that will be making crazy. arcane hardware. Xbox, Microsoft will have to be crazy if they say you have to like, like instead of like buying it like an eighty dollar for like eighty dollar external hard drive off off you know, from Amazon.com, you have to spend three hundred dollars on our terabyte they hard do drive. Do it now. I know it's on the Xbox three hundred and sixty. If they're going to continue to try to expand the Xbox to the casual market, the casual market gonna... is too dumb to go out and buy an external uh... hard drive and know to plug it in their Xbox. They're going to buy the one that says Xbox. They have to start uh, pricing that stuff more reasonably. No, they don't. Uh, they don't. They don't, man. I well, don't know. This, the thing is, is that this is going to be. This... That's another thing where Sony also I will to say, come out and say, hey, you can just use off the shelf hard drives for a I will storage. come out. People would suck their dicks. I will come out. Well, you could argue, Bill, you could argue this set by saying PS3 will be able to run Linux. People would suck their dicks. And guess what? They did, no one did, and yeah. they dropped it. No, if it's I'm not saying... making the money, why should they make that decision? However, here is your counter argument. You can say consumer confidence will improve if they name these features that is wrong well, also just ease of use helps too no 
nerds. Nerds will love them for it. And nerds already love them for it. Man, no. External storage in the future for your entertainment device. That's going to be... It's going to become gonna, more of a thing. That's going to be more of a mainstream. But, this is the kind of... This, in the next couple of years, this is going to become a thing where it's uh, like external, cheap external storage for your entertainment device is no longer going to be just a nerd thing where it's going to be something like actual normal people are going to have to start thinking about a little more often. See more... The Starting with stuff cloud, like, like cloud, I think cloud storage is become, going to become a bigger thing before people uh, really start... Talk- <sighs> I mean, because really... Well, that's one of the things... That I, I love how Microsoft is already prepping people for maybe hearing about the uh, Xboxes maybe less than stellar specs by they're already saying... Oh yeah, well maybe we can offload some of the computing yeah. graphics from the cloud. Yeah, that's oh, bullshit. Man. Yeah. Well, and again, what you're doing, but ultimately, Bill, it's you could say so. They want it. They should do this to boost consumer confidence. I still argue that Joe Schmo American doesn't would 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 is gonna want to buy and not want to, but they're not gonna know I can go buy whatever hard drive. Oh I yeah, want we're both in. agreeing that there's a threshold but, between greed versus. I think how much you're shooting yourself in the foot. I think but. what shoots them in the foot is they're just pricing themselves to the point where Joe Schmo. Won't oh, well, buy that's it what I'm saying. It depends on how much. If they decide uh, that the ex- that uh, external hard drives for the system are all going to be proprietary. Yeah, well, that's what I'm, I'm saying. I'm not even talking pricing. about hardware. I mean, just the fucking system. Yeah. The system is a, an impediment to people. That's going to be another thing because I'm I sure. Mean, I'm sure part of the reason why the Xbox do, aside from the the. the, the uh, I'm sure part of the reason why the Xbox may be less powerful than the PlayStation 4 too, other than memory issues aside with the OS, um, will will also be too. Like, cause I'm sure they're taking some of the some of the budget that they would have otherwise put into the main console into that Connect. Oh yeah. Camera. Oh yeah. To keep that price down. A 1080p high definition camera that shoots at 30 That's frames That's constantly per transmitting shit to like yeah, yeah to to red. Eh, Dear just... Lord, I cannot feel worse for Sony and Microsoft for being stuck in this tech arms race to beat each other when the consumer so they can sell a four to five hundred dollar console oh, i think both of these 60, are minimum 500 bucks with 60 dollar games in a market where people the people have voted that they want to buy play free games on facebook or yeah! 99 cent touch games or games on their fucking cell phones. That's what I'm saying. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying when it comes down to, like, oh. Games are weird, man. Meanwhile, you have this whole indie ecosystem that Xbox seems to have just shat on. PS4 went out of their way to say, hey, indies, we want to yeah, work Yeah, I know. You. Yeah, Microsoft Xbox right out of this conversation, so like, there's going to be oh, no, no yeah. self-publishing By on the way, console. still have to work just for your right publisher. Right out of the gate. And meanwhile, there's, like, there are all, a lot of indie people who are making their nut selling shit direct to consumers on PC and you, Mac. You think Microsoft would look at not just Steam, but just, yeah, just the iOS. The experience of Minecraft. You'd think that that whole Minecraft experience would have taught them a lesson. That uh, making it easier for people to put things on your system makes you more money. Yeah. Well, that's well, what I'm saying. But, but Microsoft is draconian enough, and uh, draconian and greedy enough, they will shoot themselves in the foot because they want... They, they cannot leave any money on the table for anyone else. They have to be in control of everything. They want all the money... Ah, just fucking. At least people. I don't know. I guess you could, if you really wanted to play devil's advocate, you could make the argument that the Xbox Live independent games thing or whatever it was the not that eventually the got shut down. But well, the... no, the thing that's still going on, where you can like, there are all the shitty games that are on. Well, that's is that but... even still active? Yeah, 
And there's a lot of bullshit on there. And they had a low, moderately low barrier for entry. I think I think there are only like five games that are accepted to be known as good yeah. on that whole system. And there are two of them are the penny arcade games. I was gonna yeah. say and there are thousands of games on that. And they're but at least they bad. still exist. But but there's so many. There it's just all noise. Well, you could say that's yeah. the app store. The app store has a low barrier of entry, and there are thousands <sighs> of games where people. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a weird man. I get video games, man. It's yeah. It's hard to be a video game consumer, much less a producer. I mean, again, with marketing, too, going back to the Kinect being always on and listening and stuff. Like, I can't imagine. I'm, I'm very curious to see what, because they have to be building some kind of ag- algorithms for the Kinect to, like, it, 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 for people who let that listen in on their all their stuff. Like, I wonder what kind of, like, phrases they're programming the Kinect to listen for like mm. names of games or competing services and stuff like that mm. man it is such a greasy there's a lot of big potential. brother stuff whereas yeah. if i were at microsoft right now this could be the way for the future of like advertising and collecting information about yeah. users and stuff like that this is you got this a minority is the report bullshit. big brother thing yeah. that people are predicting forever this is kind of this could be the beginning of that uh. and it's it's kind of like yeah it's like some max headroom bullshit it's amazing oh man oh, it could be oh my god i love I man technology is going to kill us oh. so no new controller no well we keep going back to the notes i'm trying said. to push forward no 360 backwards compatibility no surprise there must install no, all games no, no, oh my god no, no, no. Bill, i want to finish this believe, podcast before t- i can't believe your xbox live games at least don't carry over that's weird i'm they yeah. specifically I, I there was a re i i, I was double uh, for the podcast i was double I checking guess it's on not that really weird but the, yeah the the, the the it was phil harrison whoever is like specifically said this somebody asked him like okay what about your xbox live games and he said oh you'll be able to keep your xbox lives games as long as you keep your xbox 360 on yeah i was like fuck you man well, well, there's you know. the one that well, the thing is that creates less less incentive for people to want to buy downloadable only software on the next console. If you know that, well, that's like it, like that's what's only going to be locked. You to could one. you could Bill Bill that why did I buy three Xbox three sixty games if I can't play them on the Xbox One? Why did I buy this Nintendo game if I can't play it on my even shoe? If, even if you <laughs> buy used games or something like that, that, that would be more tolerable if they were giving consumers just a little bit of leeway in how they use their content on the ship. But no, everything's just getting locked down. It's all nasty. Again, it's I'm nasty. gonna go back to this whole idea of where did we all get this expectation that backwards compatibility is an inalienable right? I have. I just found the other day a uh, a, a thing of CDs, and in this pack, well, stack of better. CDs is a uh, a Macintosh version of Day in the Ten of the Tentacle that I bought in like 1996. I own a Mac. You mean I can't just throw it in there and play it? Like shit, you can't play your Nintendo games on your Wii. Well, you better you better buy a, a next generation piece of hardware pretty goddamn quickly because no backwards compatibility for both systems yeah. means that uh, developers going to stop supporting that shit fucking overnight. Yeah, but that happens every generation. But I think this is going to happen even quicker than usual with this this generation. It's not like a developer was like, oh, the PS3 both, supports both previous PS2 consoles had, did have backwards compatibility. And they have the evidence to prove that that's very, actually what, that's going back to the last two generations actually where backwards compatibility was. There. And it didn't make them any money, so why should they bother? It took a lot of it's, fucking it's, work it's a, it's to do it. It's a consumer it. thing. It's a, it's... But most consumers don't care. Don't care. 
No, for that first year, the early adopters do care. Maybe uh, in the grand scope of everyone who's going to buy that console, that is not that many people. But it's a big uh, perception issue for your console that like you can at least play the games that are actually out for the console that you have on shelves now, too. Especially for people who are early adopters, that at least gives you something to play in between the droughts between new releases for that new console during the course of the year after that first Christmas. I would be fascinated to see a study of how many early adopters also own the previous console. What do you mean? How many still people who bought it? the P- PlayStation 3 who still had a PlayStation 2? Still keep it hooked up? Not many. Well, dude, you have a like a pro you have like a fucking Nintendo 64 somewhere, don't you? You don't keep it hooked up when you, you know, it's yeah. just another, but you have it. Yeah. What are you going to do, sell it? You're not going to make any money for it? I bought all these games. I bought that just to have some of the games. That are out there, yeah. <laughs> My point is, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I mean, I think they have proof that, I mean. Why don't you go work at Microsoft and you love Microsoft so much? I'm just saying, dude. It's like, I agree. It's a consumer thing, but again, I think it's a small sliver of the consumers and it's not a big enough sliver It's almost sliver like you work to. in an office of a large corporation. It's not even that, dude. It's genuinely like, I feel like. Oh, so what? Okay, so about used games. Justify the used okay, games. Okay, no, used games, I is think that is... that's more intriguing. In a weird way. Because you're never going to borrow my copy of Bioshock Infinite <laughs> well, 2. I borrow a lot of games from you. I loan a lot of games to other people. And so the whole idea... This so is we'll, what pissed me off. I'm not even upset we'll, about used games as so much as borrowed games. So yeah. yeah, they said that you will have discs. You will buy discs. The disc will download then to your console. And you will have a license fee associated with your Xbox account. Yeah. So it's all that, account based, yeah. So that your license will be able to play that game. They came out and said, well, if you have family members that have accounts, they'll be able to they, it'll be somehow tied to your hardware you know in a weird way. They could have almost if they had actually come out and said, you know what, all Xbox One software is gonna be downloadable day and date. That That's kind of I mean, if you read between the lines, if you don't need the disc... At this point the discs are just a it's just a conduit. It's just a conduit for that data. They, they, they could have at least muddied the waters with the perception of this a little bit if they came out and actually made the story not so much no-used games. That's but not if, what they said the story was, to be fair. That's what everyone turned the story into. Well, they didn't even say anything about that at the conference. It wasn't until afterwards people started saying, hey, like, yeah, I, the, everything we're talking about was stuff that actually not at the conference. Yeah. It was stuff that, like, Microsoft drip leaked out of its ass slowly during the course of the day afterwards where people had to, like, collect information about the stuff that really mattered about the console piecemeal. Yeah. Uh, but it would have been interesting if they had come out and said, yeah, all games will be day-and-date releasable, downloadable for the, the Xbox One. And of course, no one worries about used games when, like, on the PC or when they're downloadable, because it's just known that if you down, if it's a downloadable game, you're not going to lend anyone lend it to anyone else. Right. And essentially, these games on disc are being treated the same way; they just happen to come on discs. If they had approached it from the downloadable game angle, this would, I think, this would all seem a little more revolutionary. Yeah. And not being able to have used games would be would be perceived more as like, well, that, that's the price. It's of a business. byproduct. Yeah, yeah. That, what are you gonna do? But instead, the fair day and date download is less sexy when it's something the PlayStation Three has been doing for a couple of months now. I know, and I don't think Microsoft is necessarily gonna do that at the starting gate because they don't want to alienate uh, uh, retailers. Yeah. At least again, any more than they are going to be. By again, like, yeah. a weird again, time it's, it's, to be in but gaming. Their greed with not like their greed with not wanting to upset retailers is kind of tying one hand behind their back while they're wrestling with consumers upset about the used game stuff. Like I said, if if they just said fine, fuck it, whatever, yeah, downloadable games, yeah, I just 
It's a weird, it's a weird situation. Yeah. You know what? I don't care so much not about not being able to buy used games. Well, I don't. I, I mean, I do, but it's not. No, you can. That's not enough. You'll just have to pay a not, small fee. Yeah, that is going to be the price. Not the full price. I from small. Well, also like even like uh, Xbox. Oh god, that, there was also confused messaging because was it the heck was it Phil Harrison whoever was like yeah. one of the head honchos at, at at Xbox was telling people in interviews like there will be a small fee if you want to borrow someone else's disc. The official Xbox uh, account was telling people, no, that's bullshit. There's not going to be any fees at all. And so if there was a whole day there where they're going back and forth, and it does sound like they actually did come out and say that the Xbox Live account was wrong. And, or and the, 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 their Twitter account was wrong, and yeah, there will be fees. And then they clarified to say, yeah, the fees will be the cost of the game. <laughs> that was a small fee! That wouldn't you just I, I will say, more than, more than the used games thing, not being able to loan games or borrow games, that... <laughs> Because there have been games where I have borrowed them, and it's only having borrowed them that There's I want to play them. There's a lot of people lending their account to other people and Yeah, stuff. seriously. Yeah. They've said, well, it's linked to your account, and so if you're at a friend's house... Here's an interesting thing. What if you go on with a person and you have just a group account? Like, you might have your own personal thing, but what if you arrange, like, a lending account with you and your friends, where the, all the games on that account are, like, no, only one person can log into it at an account, so maybe this only works with, like, maybe only three or four people at a time, and you kind of arrange... Like well, a timeshare You get account? this account on Tuesdays yeah. and Wednesdays. This would be an excellent time be a bad idea. to have a friend, like, in Australia or something, or yeah. that you share an account with, or it's like, okay, so during my daylight hours, I have access to it. Yeah, During your daylight yeah. hours, Max you Motley. There you go. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the used weird, games man. bullshit. It's it's strange, but uh, you know, but at least the console does not have to be connected to the internet at all times to function. Oh shit, that's right. <laughs> it has to connect at least once a day to the Microsoft servers, or else the console refu- will refuse to work. It's weird, <laughs> and which is great because then, like that, that gives Microsoft leeway to say it's not always on. <laughs> It's just, it's just you better ha- connect that. F- you better not go on vacation, <laughs> or else you're gonna have to come back and your Xbox is not gonna boot up. Well, it's like, and again, like basically a big fuck you to rur- people living in rural areas where internet access is spotty. People who just can't afford internet. Well, this, I mean, this console is oh, so openly hostile to consumers. It is because yeah. there's almost there's almost not there almost yeah. isn't anything about this console that isn't hostile to somebody. Well, even, this even way, if everyone else like there's even if not, you have the best internet connection in the world, they have the used game thing that alienates I will you. say this: there's uh. not. I will give you this. There is not much in this console that is pro-consumer. No shit. Yeah. I will say that. That's what I'm saying. All, 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 Microsoft, all Sony has to do is come out and say, you know what? Uh, uh, you don't have 4, to be online. It's just going to be the PlayStation. You can have games. Yeah. Or you can have they, new games. They, they might just win with, with, with normal gamers just right there on the starting gate just by saying yeah. business as usual. Which would be Nothing interesting. New. It'd be interesting if Microsoft, in aggressively going for this market that exists this non-gamer modern connected has cable has this internet this thing which i think they urban, think is super casual to talk to their tv but it's going to be niche yeah what and but at the same that's like a weirdly specific whereas P, the, the Sony, crazy dad's market essentially <laughs> so, nfl Sony. addicted call of duty bro dad with the large family who has enough money fantasy for football yeah. fantasy football uh, yeah who has to Skype to his ex-wife <laughs> his kids once a week. This, but doesn't want to stop playing Call of Duty. This console's going to do well in Arizona, I predict. <laughs> and whereas Sony could win just by going for its existing demographic. Yeah. Which it alienated, weirdly, the last time by not by making it hard to program for. 
Yeah. Oh man, what a uh, weird. What yeah, a weird developers time. can choose to use cloud computing to help render some games. That sounds like they're that's their excuse for if this if the specs come out and they're less than stellar. But it also in that case, it is up to the developers to require an online always on connection because yeah, if you little... have to, if they have to offload rendering, that means you're connected to the internet. So then it also then it turns into uh online. It's, I don't really can. <laughs> I don't really understand it either. Also, the, this this man between this and all the cloud saving and stuff you're gonna do, this is gonna be murder if you have bandwidth limits. Oh God, I didn't even think about that. Not, and we this, all do. The system's gonna murder it. Again, so, another reason to go. Maybe not a Microsoft console. I mean, it is so weird to think that of the two consoles that are coming out this year, I'm probably gonna buy a PlayStation Four. Yeah, because without Sony having to have to do that much, <laughs> I know. Other than just, just by saying you can play video games on yeah. it, they've won. See, if you want to turn on the TV, you can turn on the TV. You don't have to wave at it. <laughs> yeah. It won't think your cat is a part of you and you're trying to exercise. <laughs> Dear God. Uh. And so, in summation, all of that, and no word on price, no release date. No game pricing information, no talk of day and date digital release, no talk of Xbox Live fees or changes. Oh, or they, they, they did say, say your current Xbox Live subscription will carry over, like you've able to move all your stuff Something over the system. Something But that, also, that still means you're going to be paying for Xbox Live. Yeah. Which, again, that's another thing. If Sony comes out and says, our multiplayer shit's free, they can still have a paid PS Plus. See, but if they PS s- Plus, you can... Uh, say you get PS Plus, exactly. PS Plus is pro-consumer. It's like, okay, so you have a monthly fee, but... You get discounts You're on games. Part of the fun Sony Club. Blah blah, yeah. blah 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 blah. Free games. It doesn't hurt them much because the all the games that are free are old games. They're not making a lot of money on that anyway. But you know what's gonna happen? They're gonna announce Fallout Four for the for the Xbox, Xbox One exclusively. And suddenly we're all gonna have to get a goddamn God Xbox One. It. They're gonna do it. They're gonna launch. Well, I just want to throw my stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. And meanwhile, I've been shitting on the Wii, and the Wii doesn't do any of this. The Wii just says, "I'm a piece of shit. There's nothing to play." But at least I'm not hurting Draw you. Draw a picture. I'm retarded. <laughs> but at least it's you know not an offensively retarded. It's, it's, oh, you know, Bill. It's not chasing you through the house with a knife like. And Microsoft. you're not gonna get any comments <laughs> from anyone. Okay, so that's the thing. The kind of hard thing that cracked me up. It's that of, of both of us, I was the first one to get a hurt comment. I was like, first, my first yeah. reaction was like, oh shit, I feel bad. Well, I, I am one. Cannon Hearts video game, so if he takes a fight with me, I can <laughs> snap, snap my <laughs> Cannon Hearts a sweetheart. I love that guy. Game, anyway. Okay, so we're going to stop talking about the fucking Xbox. Bill, do An you hour and a half later. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <sighs> Moving on to other nerd news. Because other nerd things that happened this week. Not game of much. Thrones will, quote unquote, only... Last seven seasons, according to one of its producers. Yeah. So they're going to be, hold on, they're going to be seven books, right? Yeah, but they're dividing the third well, book into two seasons. To be fair, if they cut out this all the last bullshit book, everyone hates from the last, last couple book books, this last book was supposed to be one book, and you could turn it into a season of TV pretty easily. <laughs> There's no guarantee that the next two books won't suddenly multiply like gremlins into more books. <laughs> this is too. true. So supposedly, if George Martin gets the shit done, if he doesn't die before they're finished, hopefully they'll just you be eight books. You could cut six. whole arcs out of the last. That's book. what I keep on hearing. So, Dude. which yeah, that kind of seems the motive. Which is funny, yeah, because the math doesn't quite work out. Because yeah, if there's going to be seven books, yeah, I don't know. I imagine that George R. R. Martin has pulled the J.K. Rowling trick, where he's talked to the producers about his plot threads and what they need so to plan for. Titty Dragon Chick, she falls in love with some dude. 
Because that's what's happening now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's trying to s- s- free does the he have? Thing. Does he have, like, a blue mustache? No, that was the dude oh. from the last season, the black guy she put in the jail cell. No, 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 no. No, this guy, he's a pretty boy. Yeah. He he's... looks like somebody from, like, a winger video. Oh. Yeah. He tries He tries to assassinate her, but then he's taken in by her titties because yeah. she jumped out of the bathtub. Yeah, this like, is the guy. He should oh. have, like, a blue mustache no, and blue hair. No, he's just a dude and, like... with, like, a leather vest. Oh. Yeah. He, description is, um, what's the name of the character from uh, The Fifth Element? Who's got really? the, that, that whacked out? Like he's kind of well, he's kind of that like aggressively oh. masculine, like <laughs> to the point of being feminine, but yeah. in a super masculine no, way. Because once Daenerys was all like super badass for a couple episodes, and now she sees this. Oh, you're cute. Well, see, yeah, the, the whole thing about this character is that he's the first character that she's sexually attracted. Or she's the first person. He's the first other person that she's met that she's sexually attracted. Yeah, because it's been like a year since, since Drogo. Drogo died. But he's like the polar opposite of Drogo, and that. Drogo was all He-Man. Oh, this guy's a willowy like, hello there. He's almost like Sonora. But he doesn't have blue mustache. Oh, and then Melisandre, she captured Gendry, and she's like, I'm gonna put leeches on your penis because we need to do a spell. What the hell's going on with the show? <laughs> Game of Thrones. Are you enjoying this season? Oh, this last episode, they spent, they spent half the episode explaining what the Reigns of Castamere song means. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because it's... <laughs> That's gonna get played next episode. <laughs> no, next episode yeah. is the bad. Is the one shit is... goes down? Is it the yeah? Yeah. All right, Game of Thrones fans. Next week, motherfuckers. No, the funny thing is they're actually skipping crazy. this week. It's gonna be actually not this oh. Sunday because yeah. they're getting out of the way to rest development on Sunday. Exactly. <laughs> and, Spoilers but yeah, for then, later in Geek Week. But then review. there's two last episodes of Game Fucking of Thrones. Fucking Game of Thrones. Jesus. Chris Nolan has supposedly been offered the next Bond film. Yeah. Which That'd makes be sense because all the Bond films are trying to be Chris Nolan movies anyway. <laughs> I liked Sam Mendes on Bond. He was good, yeah. I wish he would do another. Yeah. That well, would especially because he was like, it seemed like he was going somewhere with that movie a little yeah. bit, with Bond's characterization and stuff. Yeah. I would like to see him kind of pick up that thread and keep on doing something with that. But... On the other hand, I would also like Sam Mendes to be able to make his own damn movies. So. Yeah, true at the same time. I would yeah. feel that same way about Chris Nolan, though. Though, man, so bat- the last Batman made a shit ton of money. If he does a James Bond movie, makes a shit ton of money. If making, like, the first two Batmans allowed him to write the check that paid for Inception, what the fuck is he going to do next? Well, I guess his, the movie that he's working on right now is... A spaceship movie starring Anne Hathaway? But what? that he has to finish that before he does next Bond. You know, I can't say what because... But I think this is his next Alfonso Cuaron's next... next movie was a spaceship oh, yeah, movie starring, uh, starring Sandra Bullock. So that is somehow less outlandish. <laughs> Oi. Uh, you know what's a fun night is if you watch the Gravity trailer while also watching that guy from the space station singing uh, Major Tom. <laughs> Did and we talk book... about the Gravity trailer last week? I don't think so. I don't There's know if I can watch. Other than it's oh, I, I can't explosions. watch that movie. That just that trailer gave me a panic attack. And it ends with the Dementors coming up from Earth. <laughs> <laughs> that was a ballsy choice. Chris uh, or uh, the uh, Disney has announced some Blu-ray releases: the Muppet movie and, more importantly, Disney's Robin, Robin Hood, a movie that could not be happen? less deserving <laughs> of Blu-ray treatment. I love Disney's Robin Hood. Something should think the not only be special skin. feature is this: you get to click on a button, and just a big fart comes out. <laughs> I will buy that so hard. It maybe maybe they will show all you know what actually what a great special feature would be is if they show all the um all the bits from the movie that the animation was just lifted, was from, lifted earlier from earlier films. Disney films. Yeah. Like uh Maid Marion dancing around just like Snow White and 
don't be a sad. They also use that in the Aristocats. I know exactly. Yeah, um, leave it to passing the torch. That's right. Exactly. Uh, Man, the cover for that is so bad. It is a terrible cover. Have you seen any of the the cover for the, well, not all of them. The one I'm actually also Sword in the Stone is coming out on Blu-ray. I'm almost more excited about Sword in the Stone because I love. Is that a full-length film? Because I've only seen clips of it, and I I, I thought that you know was just like thing? I thought that was it's, like TV special. It's very much so like Robin Hood, and it's that it's super episodic. How much like Merlin the TV show is it? That's good. <laughs> Um, Merlin the TV show is just fan fiction Merlin. on TV. Speaking of John Hurt. <laughs> Speaking Merlin. of fan fiction, wow, very clever cool. segue. Uh, Amazon announced, I think it's called Kindle Worlds. <laughs> it's so teeming idea. with content owners to allow people to e-publish is... fan fiction. Yeah. It's licensed fan fiction based on, so far it's Gossip Girl's... Uh, Gossip Girl, The Vampire Diaries, and one other property I can't remember. Yeah, really and I think writers only get 35% of the cut from sales. Yeah. Which actually, and knowing professional publishing, that may actually be pretty generous. But you, in doing so, have given up all rights to oh, all of your really? characters. So this becomes like an idea machine stories. for future parts of the franchise. Exactly. So the oh, question, that's insidious. Yeah. They, should, so, they should be working for Microsoft. <laughs> <laughs> so really? I didn't see that part. You can write this story... And, yeah, and three years later... Oh my god, this is Warner Brothers. They're going to send an assassin to kill J.K. Rowling. So no one get in the way of them doing this with Harry well, Potter. What's interesting, and writing well, the next 20 films. So that's the thing. That's oh what's interesting, god. is that this is Warner Brothers, who not that long ago was going after websites to publish fan fiction and suing them. Yeah. And now they're on this other side of the equation where they're figuring out how to make money. Oh, I can finally write the Beetlejuice movie! <laughs> Well, it's interesting. So as a fan fiction writer, it's kind of an interesting conundrum because do you just, and also did, and they did come out and say explicitly no porn. So who's going to bother? Oh, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to steal Kip's City of Roses and submit it as Vampire Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get professionally published and then shut him down. Just do, just do find and replace for the days. Don't, otherwise don't take it. Don't take it. writer is it better to give up the rights to everything you're doing well no no okay so there's like you're already what, technically... what, what, like, what, what rights do you exactly. have well, it's just gonna molder on live journal well, or tumblr it's like so <sighs> did you see the animated gift this week um <laughs> here we go bill's animated gift corner bill no, it's it's yahoo buying tumblr but yahoo is steve buscemi and 30 rocks pretending to be one of the teenagers <laughs> He's walking down the street and he's got Yahoo glasses. He's like, what's up, fellow children? And he's got like a backwards baseball cap and like a skateboard and everyone else. Phil, that was a good gift you just told me about. I don't tell jokes, I just tell gifts. I just describe low color. Sloppily, frame rate missing animations I've seen on the internet. We okay, talk about gifs versus gifs. <laughs> we can talk to oh. that in a second. Let me finish the Amazon thing. So that's the debate. When you're writing fan fiction, you're infringing someone else's rights, but ultimately you do have some rights over what you've created. 
And you can theoretically, and fan fiction writers have done this, write fan fiction and then go and change the context of it and then sell it as an actual book. This has happened. I have read those books. Well, that's what Fifty Shades of Grey is. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and or do you just sell out, but in a way, then you're under the protection of the property holder and make some money as opposed to no money? Oh my god, I can finally get them. Oh, I can finally license where Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck fucking make the Animaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a weird... Oh, wait, do I enjoy fanfic? I'm just looking at Warner Brothers properties. I, I, I can it's... only bring up the animated ones, but... <laughs> Oh it wasn't God. actually oh, Warner Brothers. Dance. It wasn't actually Warner Brothers who signed this agreement. It was one. No, they're the they're the ones who finish cheeky. It's it's like a this one particular um, producer that happens to be a lot of their stuff is done through. Oh, Warner is that Brothers. it? It's not actually Warner Brothers. Oh, titty balls. But anyway, it's a we it's an interesting thing. I I think it's a smart move for Kindle, and, or Amazon. And it's an interesting legitimization of fan fiction. Thundercats and Flintstones. I can mash them up. I'm really glad we're having this conversation, Bill. I'm going to move on. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Fanographics. Yeah, no, what you were saying? <laughs> Fanographics is having a crazy Memorial Day sale. Like, crazy cheap. Like, the Willie and Joe collection that I paid $65 for is now Oh, did bucks. you buy that? Oh, yeah, I bought it. I almost it. bought it just for you because it's only $10. Yeah, I own it. Did you get it hardback? Oh, yeah. Well, this is paperback. You don't care. Oh, I didn't know that. And the Mine terrible is thing is, hardback. I bought... The Locust 2 Jaime Hernandez book for $10, mm-hmm. which is normally like 50 bucks. Uh, the um, Willie and Joe thing for 10 bucks, And two mm-hmm. other things are like $2.50. It was only $25 for four big-ass books. Shipping was going to be $16. And that, and I was like, I don't know if I feel like spending $16 <laughs> for shipping. I was so used to Amazon.com with the free yeah. shipping on that. And I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to pay $16 in shipping and it'll take me two weeks to get these books. <laughs> and so oh, it's Bill. still in my cart. I still have to pull the trigger. But is Willie and Joe good? Have you never read any Bill Malden? No, oh, I've I've have read excerpts, but I've never like read a lot. of I mean, this. it's not really something you sit down and read because yeah, they're all, it's all like, one panel. Exactly, it's kind of like Far Side, but, but you're in World War II. Of, yeah, just reading his journalism. Well, it's from World War exactly II, yeah. it's fascinating. Not even journalism, but just slice of life. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's fascinating about William Joe. So William Joe, for those of you who are not comics nerds, um, there was a guy named Bill Malden who served during World War II, and he did. Um, he was on. He was in Italy, yeah. and he did these comics for Stars and Stripes that were um, just about these two. Um, soldiers, Willie and Joe, who are serving, and it was kind of um, uh, not subordinate, insubordinate, and it was you know very much so about these just these fucking schmucks um, in the dirt in the mud, yeah. and it was it's funny and it's good cartooning, but it's kind of cynical. And he did these other strips about them after the war too, trying to turn back to civilian life. But it's fascinating to have. War comics about characters in wartime made by a guy on the lines in wartime. Yeah, and so the perspective it's of it not is like very he just drew this stuff twenty years later. Or exactly. Like that, yeah. Yeah. So that's it's 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 fascinating as a piece. Also, I really like um his cartooning. Yeah, and that whole collection is only ten bucks for this weekend. Yeah. I really Memorial like Day really sale. But yeah, go. If it's fanographics are... com. They have a big banner for this this sale, but they yeah. have a shitload. It's like two hundred fifty bucks for like super cheap. I actually need to go back and look at all these books that are for sale. Yeah. A lot of it's just like here's Neil Gaiman myself. talking about Sandman, which is weird because Fanographics didn't publish Sandman. But here's a book about like just like people writing essays about Welcome Sandman. Welcome to comics. Yeah. Uh, no Game of Thrones this week, as Bill said, but Arrested Development comes back Sunday night. Yeah. I made a huge mistake. Are you gonna watch it? Bill asked 
ask you this, like, so Annie, you gonna wipe away your Sunday schedule just to watch you? You know what's a good point? I have nothing planned for Sunday. My wife works, and does she care about Arrest Development? Does she matter? She does. does she? she oh, okay, does so she yeah, matter? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I actually was talking. <laughs> That's how Bill Mutter thinks about so stuff. Does that person, you, does that human being matter? Or can you jump ahead? It's like uh, I was talking to my uh, to someone about this and how like I, I'm really bad about Sundays. So I don't drive. My wife drives, and if yeah. I want to go anywhere on Sunday, I take the bus. And the bus schedule on Sundays sucks. So yeah. the truth is, I don't go anywhere on Sundays. I stay in my fucking house in my pajamas all day, which is terrible. It is so bad for my brain. It's a shut in. But I don't. I need the slightest provocation. Yeah, over here, I'm not doing anything on Sundays. So I'm not that far away. Bus. I'm not gonna wait 45 minutes for the bus. I could walk yeah. for 45 Try minutes. Try Met Tracker. Hey, hey. Did anyway. you see that? Like, did you see my post about how Joshin found a new sandwich shop here in town that delivers to our neighborhoods? That's adorable. Until 3 a.m. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen their storefront? No. They have that shitty Target Medusa lamp that every college student has in their really? front window. I think Dylan had it. The one that has like each shade. <laughs> Is like the different color, like red, Their yellow, purple. Are ten dollars a piece? So for that much money, they should have better decorations in front of their store. <laughs> no, God bless them. So Sunday, go see Fast and the Furious. Actually, I should. Yeah. I will wait forty-five minutes for a bus. Fully's got to wait back. Fully's got to wait. Want to go see that though, right? Probably, actually. Yeah, yeah no, I'm going to stay inside. Reviews for that movie are goddamn stellar. Yeah, well, it's like how everyone is just like it's a universe where you commit crimes by using a lot of cars and then you can stop crimes by using a lot of cars I, was it was it Mike Russell or someone else who said that um, it's basically the Avengers movie except instead of superpowers I think that was Mike they Russell. yeah cars. exactly yeah <laughs> well because they're like teaming up with a government agent to go like fight other superheroes like, I superpower. swear to god all I'm gonna do is wait until Michelle Rodriguez fights Gina Carano masturbate furiously but and do you leave. know who's supposed to be like <laughs> like do you know how this movie's supposed to end and like who's supposed to be don't tell me the spoiler Bill? No, everyone dies. <laughs> they they rob a truck full of Warner Brothers fan fiction. <laughs> valuable, valuable Warner Brothers fan Everybody, fiction. this was the Boy Hattie Podcast live from Bill's basement in scenic Portland, Oregon. As always, we're boyhattiepodcast.com. We're at boyhattiepodcast on the Twitters. We're on iTunes where you can leave a rating for us or perhaps review, though God help you to everyone too. If you ever want to get in touch with us, feel free to tweet at us or use the contact form on our website. And uh, what else? We'll be back next week with an incredibly schizophrenic arrest development slash <laughs> Fast and Furious themed podcast. <laughs> <laughs> our cover art needs to be like, it's, it's, it's the cabin that they move on a truck. <laughs> Going 80 miles an hour. Being chased by the stair truck. With 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 a really low-slung vehicle doing, like, that sweet-ass yeah. move underneath it. There we go. I can see the stair truck rolling on its side. Yeah. It's just going to be an animated gif of Gina Carano being punched by Michelle Rodriguez, cut with the Tex Avery Fox stamping his foot <laughs> and whistling. That's it. That'll be next week. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you then. Every town has its ups and downs Sometimes ups outnumber the downs But not in Nottingham I'm inclined to believe If we were so down We'd up and leave 